Welcome back to He's on Fire podcast. We have a very special show tonight, so I want to get right into it right now. We've got Romp 2.0 coming on, and we're going to predict all things NBA, Eastern Conference, Western Conference, Conference Finals matchup, and of course the Finals matchup. He's on Fire podcast. Let go. NBA season. We had NBA Media Day just a day or two ago for a lot of teams. Training camps are opening up. The press is asking all the pressing questions that they need to. It's getting oversaturated as always, and I am absolutely here for it. Uh, you know who else is here for it? All the crew is here. We've got Ahmed joining us to start off with. Ahmed, how are we doing, bro? Doing good, man. A little tired tonight, but let's do it. Same, same. I am exhausted, but since it's NBA season, I'm a little bit energized now that I'm sitting here. We've got Jay joining us as well, too. What's going on, bro? How are we feeling? Feeling all right. How about you, Evan? Man, I am doing good. I can't wait to get into it, but we've got the man, the myth, the legend himself, Romp 2.0. Romp, what's going on, dog? I'm doing good. How are you, bro? Man, so excited that you came to be here. I'm very, very into the NBA this year because there's so many X factors going into it. You know what I mean? Uh, from your guy, your favorite <laughs> player of all time, Ben Simmons, and yeah. everything that's going on there. But we got a full NBA season ahead of us. No weird four games and five nights. Everything's going to be back on schedule. So it feels like it's going to be a legitimate NBA season, regardless of what happens to injuries. But first, we need to talk about Ben Simmons. Tell me what you've been hearing. I, everybody that's on Twitter has been following your rant on him. Go check out Romp <laughs> 2.0's videos and his channels. But what have you been hearing? What is the scuttlebutt over in Philadelphia considering uh, Ben Simmons wanting out now? I think at this point, um, it's just, I mean, playing hardball. I mean, I think we control everything. I mean, he has no value if you really think about it. So why not make him come back or just make him sit out? I don't know what's going to happen. But at this point, I'm fine with it. I want to see the team how we are without Ben Simmons because I believe with guys like Tyrese Maxey and Shake Milton getting in a real point guard role, they could do some better things. Um, and Simmons, um, the thing about him – is um it's just not good for the team like just that energy of a player not improving offensively for five straight years and he was supposed to be your second best player so that's not good for the locker room but it seems like around media day the energy is much different everyone seems a little bit more happier um even though they're saying they want him back i don't think they really want him back but at this point there's no right. value for him so why trade him why, why do that 
Maury should have traded him right away. That that's where I'm mad at Maury with. But right now, I'm not trading for anything. Just make him come back, and then if he comes back, up his trade value, and then send him out of here. So you're blaming it on Maury right now because he should have done it ASAP. But do yeah. you think that there was a good enough deal that would have been out there for him? I mean, you talk to the Blazers Uprise dudes, and they're they're talking about CJ McCollum and. Like that's just sitting there waiting to happen. What what are your takes on CJ McCollum and Portland? And do you think that there were actually any trades that were out there or made available that made sense within reason? I think um, the Brogdon and a first round pick would have been a good one because he would have been perfect for Tyrese Maxey because he kind of is like the opposite of Tyrese. Tyrese is like go fast, play fast, while Brogdon's more um, of a real legitimate point guard. So I think that deal. Sure. And CJ McCollum is he would be wonderful. Like without Dame, he's averaging like twenty seven or something like that. And you gotta keep in mind, JJ Reddick just fell off the face of the earth once he left Embiid. He averaged eighteen points like at thirty four years old just because of Embiid. And Tobias Harris has had good good years with Embiid. So having Embiid, like you could do dribble handoffs. And I don't think people talk about that enough how Embiid opens up many players offensively especially someone like cj who who can run a pick and roll unlike ben simmons coach i think you're muted yeah you yeah. muted yourself <laughs> thanks see i coughed and i yeah. tried to be polite and look what happens <laughs> jay you got some you got some questions for romp 2.0 regarding philly you said uh backstage you were a philly fan for a while because of iverson and i Damn, I wish I kept my two Iverson jerseys, but what do you have for Romp, Jay? Um, yeah, like, I just have so many questions about, like, just the Sixers by themselves. But I just want to know, like, why don't you think the Sixers have gone over that hump of getting to the finals? Yeah, obviously, Ben Simmons is sort of the punching bag. But do you think it's, like, Tobias, uh, Tobias Harris's inconsistency? You think it's a beat health? It, is it Doc Rivers system last year? Why y'all couldn't beat Atlanta? Like, like I have my let's, opinion. Let, let's not piss off know. Romp too much because <laughs> no, you're yeah, getting I all know, the hot dogs. These are good because, questions. Because the Sixers, like, good like, 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 they are a big favorite of mine. I've loved them forever. And it just hurts because they have the talent. Like, Thibault is amazing. I love Maxi. Like, Embiid oh, is like a, like a top three big man. And you know, you guys have the weapons, and I like. I don't think it's entirely Doc's fault. So I, I want to hear your uh, opinions about that. He's heating up. So Good number question. one, I would say Embiid. Last year was the first year of him actually being MVP level and him actually taking care of his body. Like if you saw him yesterday at media day, he's in the best shape of his career. So hopefully he doesn't get as many injuries and. Last year was like legitimately the first year he took his body seriously, changing his diet and things like that. And he just matured from past failures. So if you had that Embiid with um, Jimmy Butler and all those guys, even though we had a trash bench that year, we would have won the title that year for for sure. But Embiid just wasn't at that MVP level quite yet. And then number two, just the fit between Tobias, Ben Simmons, and Embiid. It's just not good offensively in the playoffs. Regular season, you can get away with it, but it's just too one-dimensional. All those guys score the majority of their points in the painted area, so defenses can game plan for that, especially when you have Ben Simmons, who just goes to the short corner and really isn't a point guard. And 
really is useless in the half court offense. So I think it's those two things. Also, Brett Brown was horrible. Um, our benches have, have been horrible. But I just think like there's one common denominator and it's Ben Simmons. Just it's just like say Shake Milton comes into the game. So it's like in his head, he's thinking, Am I the number am I the point guard or am I the number two guy? Because Ben Simmons 6'10, he likes to have the ball in his hand. It's just kind of and then you have Matisse Thibel who is basically unplayable in the playoffs because Ben Simmons can't shoot. So you can't put Matisse on the court because he can't shoot. And then same thing with Dwight Howard. You can't put those two. It's just like having a max player with that many flaws. Well, I'm shooting a basketball. He can't shoot as a point guard. It's just not good. And that's why we've had so many playoff collapses in my eyes. Couldn't agree more. Uh, couldn't agree more. Um, I'm it, you're muted. <laughs> Yeah, um, no, I was going to uh, say, you guys would have won in 2019 if Kawhi doesn't make that shot because that game oh, yeah, went to overtime. Too. Absolutely. And you guys had all the momentum going into that. Kawhi looked gas, Lowry looked gas. And it seemed like the last two or three games of that series, those four guys figured out how to play with each other. And basically, it was just like Jimmy Butler just, just bring us home. And I, yeah. I, you guys would have beat the Warriors. Um, and Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, um, I mean, Ben Simmons got pissed off that series because Jimmy Butler was handling the ball. That's yeah. why Jimmy Butler left. Yeah, yeah. And I and if you remember, he did a. I'm sure you saw the podcast he did with uh, JJ Redick when he talked about Brett Brown, and yes. basically he was just like, "This guy is a clown." You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. you know, I, I mean, Brett Brown was a he. I think that started with Ben Simmons because he didn't get the development that he needed. Because mm-hmm. and then it's and then it continued with Doc Doc Rivers putting him at the dunker spot for the whole season, that didn't help. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I think it goes both ways because he shouldn't got better. He should he's shooting with the wrong hand. Um, but I mean, when when Joel Embiid is healthy and in shape, he's the most dominant player in the NBA. Like he's better than KD because he can do things on both sides of the, of the court. He can shoot from three. He's he a fire. I love this. I love he, this. He's great. <laughs> he really is. Um, I know last year you and I went back and forth between Jokic and Embiid, and I continually said that I think Embiid is the better player, but Jokic was the more valuable to his team, especially after Jamal Murray went out. You know, like he just he became an absolute monster, and you really can't match the production that he was able to do. Is he more dominant? Is he better? No. But that's not what the award is for. It's not for the best player in the league. It's the most valuable player. And Jokic turned out to be that guy last year, Embiid this year. I think you have to put him as a front runner for MVP, along with a handful of other guys. Like, Steph could break out. I don't think LeBron James is up there anymore. He's just declined the last two years. We'll continue yeah. to do so thanks to father time. And... <laughs> You know, Kawhi's hurt. You can't put him in there now. So there's a short list. I mean, all the guys on New York, Brooklyn, excuse me, you could obviously put them in there. But with one basketball, with those three dudes, it's going to be hard to, you know, separate any of them. But obviously, KD's going to be up there. I just think it's a small list of truly elite players. I think Embiid is the front runner, which is why, like, I still I got flack over it when I posted this last week or two weeks ago. I still think Philly is an elite team. Oh yeah, because of Embiid. Yes, it's a players it's a players league. I think they're a legitimate contender. 
and we don't know what the trade deadline is going to bring or if all of a sudden we trade for you guys trade Ben Simmons for if it is McCollum or just, you know, somebody useful for your team. All of a sudden, Philly is right there as a legitimate contender. Do you agree or disagree, Romp? I mean, I don't think like a top tier contender. I think we're still under the Bucks and Nets, obviously, but we're still going to be like really good in the regular season. And the thing is, I don't know. I actually think we might not be as good in the regular season, but in the playoffs, I think we'll be better because we actually have a point guard in Tyrese Maxey, who I expect to break out and average like he averaged 18 points as a starter last year. I have a theory that I don't think Doc Rivers played him because I think Ben Simmons was getting a little upset, like behind closed doors. So that, that's why I think um, Tyrese minutes was inconsistent last year. That's my little theory. But just like I think it's going to be so refreshing for Joel Embiid just to play with more space and just to play without Simmons. Like he's had to deal with that all throughout his career and he's in the best shape of his career. So I don't know. I, I think I, my hot take is I think we're better without Ben Simmons rewatching that Hawk series. Hmm. Boom shakalaka. There it is. Better without Ben Simmons, better off the team without even having a trade or bringing in a uh, value for him. Philly is better without Ben Simmons. Can I re can I rephrase that so it doesn't get taken out of context? I'm it not will saying, no matter what you yeah. say, but <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying Tyrese um is a better player than um Ben Simmons. Like that's obvious. He's not. But he's a better fit with Embiid and Tobias Harris. So that equals a better team and mo more coherent offense in the playoffs. And then you can bring in Matisse Thibel at your two also. Yeah, yeah. And Thibel becomes question that much more question. valuable. What's up? Yeah, I got a question for you, Rob. So you know how Ben Simmons didn't play in the Olympics because he was like, oh, I got to work on my game? That seemed to me like that was that was a bitch move, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I mean, he needed to play in the Olympics. We need to see you play good, bro. Yeah. That would have helped your trade. That You could have decided where you wanted to go. Yeah, it's, it, it's crazy because like he's like all about this. Um, it's like the Sixers' job to up his trade value. And then he doesn't play in the like. If he played in the Olympics, he probably would have did really well. I mean, even Matisse Thybulle did really well. Yeah. And Patty Mills was killing it for Australia. So like he would have upped his trade value, but like he's just too selfish and he's got a bunch of yes men around him. He ha he still hasn't taken accountability for his terrible performance against the Hawks the first thing he said on the podium was oh but Trey Young went five of 25 in game seven like how do you do that after just sitting in the short corner and not showing up in the fourth quarter it's just he shows yeah, he, he kept no accountability. shooting he kept shooting that was a difference you did mm -hmm. not shoot you were scared to dunk the ball and he <laughs> was like fuck it I'm going all in that was a difference yeah I love it I I have one more question. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, uh, okay, so, if you were Brett Brown, and you have like unlimited resources, what trade would you do? I have two in mind. I think Portland needs uh, needs a rebuild. I would go after Dame, and uh, and the other one, and this is going to be controversial, but I think Kyrie. Uh, I, I like. Those are the only two options I can really see working in y'all's favor. Uh, I, I know Sherman doesn't want to get rid of Portland or uh, 
Dame, but like I think Dame is in a win now. I think Dame and Joel will be a wrecking ball in the East. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I jump? I want to jump in real quick. I don't think Portland's going to make any type of move because no. they've got their new coach and they've got a yeah. defensive coach right now, and they're actually going to do things. So I think they just want to try it out and see yeah. what they have, and then go from there. As far as the Kyrie thing, that's that's actually very interesting. I think they would be a better team with Ben Simmons because he can defer and he can play defense at, at the point and stuff, and it makes them bigger and taller too. I actually think that would work better in their favor. And then you can bring in Patty Mills off the bench to replace him, and then you oh, got yeah, your yeah. six man in your in, in your instant offense. I think that would be better for them. Would be great for Philly too. Oh yeah. I I don't think they're gonna they're gonna part with him. I just I feel like Philly is trying to hold their cards close to their chest, and everybody else is waiting to call their bluff. Like, no, we're not gonna give you five first round picks <laughs> plus these two players and our rookie that we got last. Like, no, bro. We know what Ben Simmons is. Come down in your price. Here's your first round draft pick. You know, maybe in the middle. Here's a couple players, and then we'll see. That's what I think is happening. What? So, based on what Jason, what I said, around thoughts on that, and then we'll get into NBA predictions. I think um, Maury's just holding out just in case like Beal gets upset. Um, in case I don't see Dame ever requesting a trade, but if it were to happen, it would be like. After a bad, I, I think he gives them one more season. If the if the Portland Trailblazers have like a terrible year, which I don't really expect them to, um, then there's a chance Dame can request out. But I don't see Dame as an option. But I think Maury's just like I think he has options. But it's just like why take that in case like an All Star caliber player requests out because there's always one person who's like pissed off. So. If Bradley Beal decides to request a trade, like the Sixers are right there because, I mean, Ben Simmons' contract matches, and what else would Washington do? <laughs> Facts. And Phoenix Suns fans know all about that, bro. We've been waiting for that disgruntled star for the longest time, and when we finally got Chris Paul, it was like, oh. So I know exactly what you're talking about and what you're going through. But now let's turn the page. Let's discuss – the 2021-2022 NBA season. I'm so excited for this season. I can't wait to drop, what is it, $110 just to watch your favorite team out of market. It's going to be so awesome to do that every single night. Um, we aren't going to be going live every night after every game. We're still going to keep to the Saturday night, Sunday night, and Wednesday night format. But if there is a big game, like a Lakers game or something, we're definitely going to jump on afterwards. Um, before we get into it, uh, JV and Shervin, thanks for so much for dropping in. Uh, we've had about five to eight people watching consistently. So let's share this out and get those numbers up. Would really appreciate it, everybody. Like, subscribe to the channel. And of course, you can listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google playlist or something else that I missed, but go over to anchor and donate if you so choose to. So let's start here. I want to start with the very bottom of both conferences. Who are the worst teams in each conference romp? Let's start with the Eastern conference and then uh -huh. Western conference of your bottom dwellers, your, your top two picks of the 2022 draft. Top two, two worst teams. The two, the two worst teams, one one in each conference. Who are your worst? Your your cellar um, dwellers. Eastern, I got the Cavs and the Magic as the two worst teams. Cavs and the Magic. 
why why the Cavs? It feels like they're they're on a little bit of an upswing right now. No, you don't think I just, so? I don't like the fit with Garland and Sexton, and it seems like Cavs don't even want one of them. So I don't think there's good chemistry, and they have like they have like a lot of seven footers for no reason, yeah. like Laurie Markin. Yeah. I actually think um, some of you guys might say the Pistons, but I think the Pistons could. I actually just made a video on them. Like, I think they could be good, like pretty decent, because they weren't a bad defensive team last year, and they just added Cade Cunningham, who I expect to have an immediate impact. And they still have, like, Jeremy Grant. So I think the Pistons could, like, be in the playing tournament. So that's why I don't have them down there. And I I think Cade's going to be unbelievable. But Cavs, I don't believe in it. Wow. I like that. So you got the the magic in the Cavs right now. You know what? I'm going to create just a little uh, spreadsheet here. <laughs> to expose uh, us it, later in the season. <laughs> precisely. Precisely. <laughs> um, so I'm going to remind me what your picks were in the Eastern Conference. Uh, so while I create this, go over to the Western Conference for me. Who do you, or who do you got? Oh, West. Hold up. The last, two, the last two in the West. Let me look. West. So the Rockets obviously i just i don't see them being competitive and then it's kind of just oh oh rockets and okc that's my picks rockets and okc tell me why tell me why a little bit on on okc because i feel like that with sga getting that extra deal this year uh, you know they're not going to sit somebody that they're paying i don't think i mean they did it with booker but it's kind of starting to put up or shut up time as well too and shervin says yeah. killian hayes as well too for detroit yeah, yeah. killian hayes think, killian hayes was out quite a yeah, bit last Isaiah year yeah isaiah stewart i think pistons yep. low key can be something and they have a pretty good coach that's going to get them to play hard every night that's like my sleeper team of the year that no one's expecting wow i like it all right uh so so the west Talk to me about them a little bit. Um, so we got OKC. I, I didn't like their draft picks this year. I don't think I like Josh Giddy, but like putting him with OKC, it's he needed to go to like the Spurs or something to get the most out of him. And it's just like SGA and a bunch of young talent. And I feel bad for SGA. Maybe he'll get disgruntled and request a trade. But um, yeah, that's why OKC. And then the Rockets. Rockets have a nice young core. They're just too young right now. That's a really good point about SGA. Uh, you did make a a video on Josh Christopher, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I I made a Rockets. Was yeah, it was it a I Rockets like thing? I like Josh Christopher. I know you don't. <laughs> Dude, forks down for that man. Like I had Brad Denny on recently, who writes for uh, Arizona State and reports on them, and we were talking ASU basketball real quick. And we just figure it's going to be addition by subtraction. And we didn't name names, but we were talking about Jacob. And it's definitely yeah. going to be addition by subtraction with him. And I think he was just in college. He was more about himself and his yeah, brand definitely. than he was winning. And so that's why I don't like him personally. You know, his <laughs> game his game is smooth. You know, I, I see the shot. I see the talent. I don't like how what he did to my favorite college basketball team. But I understand why people yeah. would take would think of him that that way. Uh, Jay, let's go over to you. Give me your bottom two teams in the East, the cellar dwellers. Um, I'm at, like actually I have the same answers as Romp, uh, uh, OKC, and uh, Houston for the West. 
Uh, I like Houston's young core. I think uh, Jalen Green is going to be something in the future. It's just not now. And plus the West being so stacked, like it was hard for me just to put together my seating. Like the Rockets for the next three, four years aren't going to be as relevant as I want them to. And at East, uh, practically the same too. Uh, So Exactly the same or practically the same? Uh, 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 the same, like same thing as Ramsa. Uh, Ahmet, who do you have? Let's start with the East. Who are your your bottom bottom guys in the East? So I think the worst team is going to be the Cavs. I don't like the chemistry. I don't like the the roster fit that they have. Like I know everybody's kind of touching on it so far, but they're just they have too many seven footers. They still can love on the team. You are who does you 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 are cutting you are like, cutting in and out and you are just you are all over the like, place cannibalize each other. I just gotta I gotta remove him for for a second. He's he's going crazy. Why don't you uh, restart your computer? Maybe reconnect or something. We'll we'll get you back on and we'll go over your answers. Absolutely no problem. So I'm a little bit different. I think the Pistons are going to be the absolute worst team. <laughs> um, just i didn't see growth from anybody last year on that team uh jeremy grant or anybody i didn't see it i like who they added in the draft you know i really like luca garza believe it or not i think he's gonna be uh, he's an underrated low 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 pick i think it's gonna be good for them he's got a couple guys that can push him a little bit i do like sadiq bay i did like killian hayes coming out of the draft but that kind of looks like a bust and it's just so many young guys, you don't know how they can come together and actually do things, you know? So I picked the Pistons dead last. Uh, next, I picked the Cavs. Uh, going into the Western Conference, I had OKC in Houston. Go figure. Um, I do like uh, uh, Poku. Poku. I am oh, yeah. a big Poku. I'm a big Poku fan, so I'm excited to see if he's going to be able to do anything. Amit, are you there with us? I'm you look bad, better. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry. So, yeah, I was going to say – I said Cavs, and I was going to say – got to go Wizards. They're they're just – Oh, I was thinking about that. Wizards, yeah. I I just think that they they just – they haven't really shown any growth. And I know Brad Beal is putting up numbers, but it doesn't mean anything. And he's going to be moved at some point. Um, Over in the West, so I keep going back and forth. Obviously, I think – I think the Rockets are going to be the worst team. I mean, you know, they have a, a decent core, but they just need more experience. I keep going back back and forth between the Thunder and the Kings. Um, the reason I say the Kings sure. is I just don't. So they, they did not fire Luke Walton. And oh. I was really surprised that they didn't um, because he just hasn't shown anything to make that team better. And then at the same time, Brad, uh, or sorry, Buddy Heald wants out, right? Like he wants out. They almost traded him a couple times. Almost got traded. Yep. And like, what production are you going to get out of him? Like, this is like the third year in a row where he's just playing mad. You know, <laughs> he's just like I'm on a team where like I don't want to be here. Get me out of here. Um, it's almost like a Jimmy Butler type of thing, right? So I, I just can't see that working out. Yeah, I I respect that. I respect that. We'll put the Kings down there. Obviously, the Rockets. Wow, the Rockets. Ping pong ball, ping pong balls fall the right way. Like they're going to get Jalen Green, Josh Christopher, and who knows what they're going to get in the draft coming up. And they still got uh, Christian Wood. 
They're going to get rid of John Wall at some point. Maybe maybe he goes to Philly. Ben Simmons uh, for John Wall. No, who says you. no? Who says no, no? Thank you. I don't want no John Wall. <laughs> I'd rather just um, have our team with right now and just keep Simmons out of here and no John Wall. No, thank you. Too old. I got you. So let's let's stay on the Eastern Conference now. I wanted the cellar dwellers. I wanted to get them out of the way. Let's go 11 through 13 now because we're doing 1 through 10 is the playoffs now, right? The 9-10 seed are in the play-in play game. And then the bottom five in each are, are gone. So we got two out of the way. What are your next three teams? Go from worst to best in this case, Romp, if you don't mind. All right, so I got the Wizards. Hornets, and then my Pistons. <laughs> you got the Hornets that low, bro. Yeah. They, they I mean, showed some spark last year, right? They showed a lot of good things. Their, their coach is, is fiery. They got them firing on all cylinders. Talk to me about the Hornets, why you got them in there. I mean, if Gordon Hayward's healthy, then I could definitely see them being the eighth seed or something, but that's a big what if. Um. Plus, um, I, I'm talking up the Pistons, so I gotta, I gotta have them in the playing or close to the playing. <laughs> That's true. Well, I, I'm definitely gonna keep uh, keep track of your Pistons. <laughs> Wizards I being, I do too. I do too. I it's just I don't know. You know, scores in the first mm-hmm. year of the league. You know, I remember Kevin Durant his very first year with the Sonics. You know. Just scores of that magnitude are just going to have so many hot and cold games. I just don't foresee them being able to make that much of an impact yet. They can. I'm not saying that he won't. I just personally don't foresee it. So I respect it. And maybe Cade does come out and he just balls the hell out, man. Who the hell knows? Uh, Jay, let's go over to you. The next three worst teams in the East that aren't going to make the playoffs. So the, the 11 through 13 seed, who do you got in the East? Uh, Pacers. Uh, like, uh, I'll just say this. I think Charlotte is going to have eighth and then Pacers are going to beat Charlotte again in the play in. Um, but who, who do you, who do you got for the 11, 12, 13 seed? Uh, 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 come back to me because Ollie did like playoff, uh, like one through eight. So oh, you gotta you gotta fix that on the you gotta fix that yeah. on the fly. Uh, yeah, that's uh, hold on, hold on. I need to hit this. Rejected. <laughs> that's that's to you, Ahmet. Who do you got for the eleven through thirteen seed? Yeah, so I, I'm gonna say Magic, Pistons, and then probably Raptors. Um, That's and the only your, reason, the only your 13, reason, 13, 12, 11 in that order? 13, yeah, going, 12, 11. Going, yeah, going 13 to 11. So, um, and the reason I have the Raptors out of the plan is I just think that the East is a lot deeper than it's been yeah, in a while. It's crazy. And um, it's just, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of like teams that like could be better, could get to the second round. Um, and then there's teams that, you know, obviously there's the championship contender. So it's just like, there's that, the, the group of two or three at the top. And then the rest of them are just kind of bunched together. And you don't know, like I know, I know Jay had the Pacers lower, but I mean, or I don't know what he has them at now, but the Pacers, like that, that's a team on a come up. I think there's some teams that we don't know yet, right? Especially with the Heat, because um, that could fail miserably too. I could see that not working out, and they can end up with like a five seed. So, so you had Raptors, who and who? 
I said, uh, sorry, Raptors at 11, uh, Pistons at 12, Magic at 13. Raptors, Pistons, and Wizards? And the Magic. Sorry, sorry. Thank you so much. Raptors, Pistons, Magic. So we definitely are going back and forth a little bit here. The next teams that I have at 13, I got the Magic as well. I, I've i always been kind of a Magic fan. If I was on the East Coast, they would be my team for sure. I like I loved Penny and Shaq when they came into the league. I loved what they did with Richard Lewis and Dwight Howard. I felt so bad for them when Howard then jumped to the Lakers just like freaking Shaq. And I liked the team that they were building with Vucevic and everything. Like, um, It just didn't work out there. And it, it, I was surprised. And a lot of it had to do with Jonathan Isaac being out as well, too. Yeah. Jonathan Isaac is back. He might not be able to play in some states. <laughs> um, but I was a big Jonathan Isaac fan, and I thought he was able to do a lot. So I got the Magic there. Then I've got the Raptors. And then I've got the Wizards. Mm. Um, don't don't pay attention to the uh, to the numbers here at all. Um, this is just uh, the seeds of where they're at. So the reason I didn't have the Wizards even lower is because part of me thinks that KCP and Montrez Harrell and Bradley Beal like that that's just going to work a little bit better for them. I just get a weird inkling that things are going to work a little bit for them, just because Montrez Harrell is a worker, man. He brings his lunch pail in and he's a dog on the boards and he goes after everything and he brings that mentality that they've been missing. So I think it's going to be good for them. Thomas Bryant is back as well, too. Don't sleep on Thomas Bryant. And I think Bertans is not going to have as bad of a year as he did last year. I mean, the dude shot like, I want to say it was 46% from three, but that's, that's not correct. And he was a killer. The Raptors on the other hand, you know, they're they're starting to maybe move in rebuild mode. Would you trade Ben Simmons for Fred Van Fleet, Rob? Oh heck yeah! Count me in. That'd be awesome. I yep. Siakam, so you know there was a lot of chatter about him as well too. So there's just no stability there. And then we've already kind of touched on the Magic. Jay, are you are you ready yet, or do we need to put you in timeout? Oh, uh, I'm ready now. Yeah. <laughs> who, who, who do you got? I'm going to erase the Pacers here. Who do you got for the next three? Okay, so uh, I uh, Raptors, uh, I think uh, they're going to be pretty pretty bad this year. Are, are they the 13th seed, or are you starting with the 11th seed? Uh, the 13th. Okay. Uh, then uh, Pistons. And uh, Wizards. Uh, yeah, like uh, the addition of KCP and Montrezl Harrell. I think that's. I think it, I think that's going to work personally. They already have that chemistry together. Uh, Lakers messed up not playing uh, Montrez, so I think Trez I, is going to have an angry year. So, completely agree with that. Completely agree. So the only real outlier that we have. <laughs> this guy right here. It's just the that there's, right there. there's so much town in the East right now. Like it's hard. You're gonna you're gonna disrespect the team bad, like no matter what, doing these yeah. standings. That's the thing we, about it. We haven't seen this kind of talent top to bottom in the East in a long, long time. Like I'm talking 20 plus years, you guys. 
like yeah. 20 plus. You always had a top heavy Eastern Conference. That bottom half was always garbage. I mean, how many times is the eighth seed like a 500 team or under 500? It's been just dog shit. But now we have the ninth and the tenth seeds romp. The ninth and the tenth seeds, the play-in game, the, the lower tier play-in game guys. Who are your nine and your ten guys? So I got the Raptors and then the Pacers. Talk to me about the Pacers a little bit. What are you what are you thinking out of them? I mean, they could easily be like a fifth seed <laughs> if they stay healthy, but like they got so many injury prone players and Rick Carlisle is a great addition. Uh, oh yeah, TJ. I think TJ Warren's out for the year. Is it? I think I saw that somewhere. Yeah, but they added Tory the Craig. They added Tory. Yeah, they added Tory Craig. Yeah, out indefinitely. Basically out for the year. And then Karis Levert. Karis Levert's so good, but and Brogdon even like their whole team is just question marks with injuries. But if they stay healthy, they could be like a fifth seed if Rick Carlisle coaches them up. Plus, they got the Rookie of the Year, um, Dark Horse Rookie of the Year candidate and Chris Duarte. I love Chris Duarte. The Warriors should have took him. I don't know what the hell they were thinking. But, yeah. I hate him because of his Oregon days and what he consistently <laughs> did to Arizona State. But I respect the game, and he just so good. He showed up. He showed up and showed up every single game. I feel you. I love DeMontis Sabonis. I think he is an outstanding standing player and he's very underrated for what he does yeah. the addition of tory craig is pretty good for them tj warren being out as a bummer but karis lavert i mean there was a time last year because of his was it enlarged heart or i forget exactly what it was with him he was out for a long long time and if it wasn't for the trade they wouldn't have caught it and then he got healthy then he was able to come back but he never fully picked up that was following the old depot trade so Pacers with Rick Carlisle, I that's going to be really, really good. Their whole problem last year was injuries and that damn coach, and they got rid of him. Yeah, that coach uh, was terrible. Yeah, they were nothing like, but arguing left and right too. I don't like Miles um, Turner and Sabonis though. As a, I hate that they play together. Yeah, there was a time when I wanted Aiton for Miles Turner at the beginning of last season. There was <laughs> a time, but that that is that is far and away gone. Uh, Jay. Your ninth and tenth seed. Start with your tenth, please. Who you got? Uh, so for my tenth, I have the Pacers. Then I have Charlotte at nine. Uh, I I think Pacers have a very balanced team. Uh, again, I don't like Miles Turner and Sabonis playing together. I think Sabonis will have another pretty good year. Probably not as good as last year. And I just want Miles Turner to be consistent. Uh, he disappears a lot, and I think they can be a lot better than what they're presenting. Uh, then with the Hornets, a lot of talent. Uh, I like Miles Bridges. The, their announcer is amazing. I love that oh, guy. I forget. Oh, yeah, I forget that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I forget his name, but he's amazing. I love him. Uh, yeah, I just love how Charlotte's looking. Uh, like Gordon Hayward, he's probably uh, like he's probably going to be decent. Ke- yeah, with the addition of Kelly Oubre, <laughs> Tsunami Poppy. Uh, like, yeah, Charlotte just has a great young core. Uh, yeah, Cody Martin, he had a really good year last year. Uh, LaMelo, his jumper is getting better. Uh, like, I, I love LaMelo and Terry Rozier together. Like, I didn't yeah, think that yeah, was going to work, and it's just it's stupendous so far. And, like, Terry, uh, he's been underrated for I, – I, 
like a good portion of his career. I always thought oh. he was a really good backup, at least. Oh yeah, Ish Smith too. Yeah, I I totally forgot he went there. I completely forgot about that. I think but, they're one year away. I think it's gonna be a struggle year, but next year then we could talk. I think Charlotte would definitely take the Knicks positioning in the next like one or two years, for sure. Amit, who you got now? All right, I'm gonna go Bulls. Um, I don't know what that team is doing, but I'm pretty sure that Zach Levine is not gonna be back. Um, because that's a lot better. Thank you. What's that? <laughs> oh, oh uh, him just uh, renumbering it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so there's no way, like, I just can't see, they just have too many guards. Like they have too many wing players. I don't know how that's going to work. Um, especially with just the rest of that team and Vucevic, like who needs the ball in the post. Like it's just a weird team. So I'm putting the bulls there, um, at the 10 and then, um, I have to go, man, I really don't want to disrespect the Hornets, but I feel like they just, there's some redundancy with that team. I don't know if they have the the real depth that they need. Um, so I'm gonna go Hornets at, at nine. But I, I love Lamelo though. I love that dude. I didn't think I would. When I didn't think I would either. Out, I, I did yeah. not think I would. Go figure. So we're about lining up here. I've got the Pacers. I've got the Hornets there. I was really going back and forth between the Hornets, Pacers, and Wizards. That was probably my hardest, the 9, 10, 11 seed. So I've got it there for basically all the reasons that you guys have. There, there's too much going on with the Wizards. I think it can work with Harold and all that, but when it comes down to Bradley Beal, you start losing right away, like the first 10 to 15 games again. Dude, someone's going to light a fire under, under his ass, and he's going to want out very quickly. Pacers, injuries, a lot of question marks but they can be good. Hornets, love their talent, too young, too young right now, but they're going to catch a lot of teams off guard, and I think that's why they're going to be able to get to the ninth seed because they're going to come out running and gunning, and they're going to be able to catch teams by surprise that are going to sleep on them in the first or second quarter. You know what I mean? So that's what I got. Romp, let's head back to you. Give me, let's just, since we're in the eighth seed now, give me your eight number eight team. Who you got? I feel so bad. The Knicks. <laughs> I wanted to put them higher, but it's just it's so hard. Someone's gotta get disrespected. And it's the Knicks. Facts. I won't disagree. In fact, I'm gonna bypass everybody and I'm doing the same exact thing. You can put me in for the Knicks too. Put me in with the Knicks as well. <laughs> hey! So we're going to yeah. have a Knicks and Hornets 8-9 game if everything plays out the way oh we God. obviously know. That would be, that'd be a good like two-game series. For sure. The Hornets will win. Wait, yeah, no, it's, it's going to be the one game. It's going to be the one yeah. game playoff. Oh, yeah, the oh, one game. One. My bad. Knicks and Hornets. Just the way that Julius Randle just shrunk in the playoffs was the most surprising thing. Almost more so than DeAndre Ayton stepping up to me. I couldn't believe how he just absolutely collapsed. Now, I understand letting a guy like Trey Young or a Stephen Curry go off and win a series. I, I can see that. But their inability to do anything to stop anybody else or create their own offense was, was absolutely shocking to me. Any, anybody else want to chime in with that? 
I think um, Kemba, the addition of Kemba, if he stays healthy, will help Julius Randle in the playoffs. And they got him really cheap, so I think it's a low-risk, high-reward type of situation. That's yeah, OKC thing. sold low on him. Yeah, but Tom, um, Tom, Tommy Tibbs, he runs these guys into the ground, man. Like their their ceiling is always like first or second round. Like he just he he just puts too many minutes on these guys, and especially like I mean, think about it. Like he did that to D Rose. He got hurt yep. how many times? Now yep. he's got Kemba, who's always hurt, right? And then he's still relying on guys like Todd Gibson to like give him good minutes. It's just like, and he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna run down Randall. Like I just they're they're first round exit. Yep. Or they may not that, even they may lose in the playoff playing game, dude. That was well said. Like yeah. bravo. That that is them to is to a T. Bravo. Romp, who do you got for number seven? Um I got the Hawks. Ooh. Bitter. Oh yeah. Bitter. <laughs> that man is bitter. Yeah, I'm bitter, bro. No, but <laughs> I don't know. I I just I was uh, I just don't. I just think like they're deep, but the other teams ahead of them are like yeah, they could be like the fifth seed, but like same with the Knicks. That's the thing about the East this year; it's so unpredictable. Like, like if I made this again, I could have the Hawks at four if I wanted to. And people, we will revisit it. it around All Star break. I am. We, we gotta, this. we gotta do it. Like, yeah, once we, we gotta can, do that. Once we see the teams play, we gotta redo it. We'll do it. Uh, so they say the NBA season doesn't start until Christmas, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So at, at Christmas, like sometime before New Year, maybe we'll jump on. We'll do this again, and then maybe <laughs> around All Star Game or trading deadline or something, because it's just going to be back and forth. And injuries are always a thing you never know. But yeah. for now, this is etched in stone as our preseason, uh, our preseason predictions. Jay, who do you got at the seven seed? I have the Hawks as well. Um, I like Trey. I like Collins, uh, but. Yeah, like the East is super unpredictable. It's literally anybody's game from from eleven to three, really. So like, so like, uh, I, yeah. So Hawks, yeah. Amit, who's your seven seed? Pacers. Um, I think they're gonna be. I, I again, the East is deeper. There's a lot more talent, and it's and it's more distributed. So I think relatively, the Pacers are gonna be better than what they were under Carlisle. And it really runs through Sabonis. And I think he's going to put him in sort of like a Dirk role um, and, and kind of hopefully get some some like established roles for some of these other guys on the team. Because I think when he Carlisle goes out do like a different team, you know, but when he's when he's there, like it, it all seems to fit together pretty well. Man, Carlisle turned around Detroit. He got Ben Wallace to be what Ben Wallace was. Yep. He went he went to the Pacers then. And yeah. then he went to Dallas, did what he did in Dallas. Granted, different circumstance with Dirk Nowitzki and all that and that whole team. And so him going back to Indiana, I'm I'm very excited for what Rick Carlisle can do. Um, I'm not going to tell you. I'm just going to start typing it out. And I want to see the reactions. <laughs> hey, hey, yo. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. This is crazy. I, I just – their fall last year – Brad Stevens is the GM. I haven't seen Jalen Brown take that extra step really since his rookie season. I I don't I don't see it. I just I don't see it. I love Jason Tatum. I think Jason Tatum is an absolute star. 
And if they are higher than a seven seed, it's because of him. Um, hold on a second. Remind me, who's playing point guard for them this year? I'm going to this... bring this up. They this man gonna... right here. Oh, my God. Or oh they said they were going to run okay. Marcus Smart at point guard. Man. And that's that's why they don't even know right now. I do and like Robert Williams, reason. though. I, I, I mean, I like him too, him. but I don't. Does anybody else see him as a huge playoff contributor to the point where it's going to propel them up to extra seeds or win a series? No, nope. no. I no. I like I the mean, addition of Horford because they got Al Horford back. Yes, for, he's he's been good with them, and he he's old, but he doesn't have to do that much. You know, they got Ennis Cantor back, one of the worst defensive bigs. Can't play Cantor. <laughs> can't yeah, play they're canner gonna, they're not gonna play I, him bro i do hate like peyton pritchard i hate like oh, that's him if, if, if that's a thing yeah <laughs> damn it Rob. yes <laughs> um and i do like i love me some grant williams too I, I love what he did in in college for for tennessee and these are some really weird weird pictures uh sam hauser funny funny little story about him i met his sister and her his sister's husband at at the park one time we were just talking and we got to talking about basketball during the playoffs and it turns out it was it was his sister so we got to talk to him a little bit i thought that was a a little bit little funny there but i just don't the this roster construction i mean josh richardson is a shooter 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 okay i can see him coming in doing things i don't know about dennis schroeder i think dennis schroeder can provide a little bit more than what kemba did last year I honestly do, but the way Dennis Schroeder shrunk last year just makes me question that. Al Horford is another year older, right? I mean, how old is the dude? Let me go down to more rows here. Al Horford's another year older. They're going to rely on him a lot. And then Ennis Cantor, I just, I don't see it, man. Call me crazy. He's he's 35 and he's a big man, so that's that. Anybody else think I'm crazy? I know I'm a little no, bit crazy. crazy. But I, just can I, mean, see it. No, no, I can see it, but I can see it the other way too, just because Jalen Brown and Tatum are that good. I think Schroeder fits well with them too because Kemba was kind of the same where they all take step-back jumpers while Schroeder just gets to the lane. Right. And I think he's a better fit with them. But it could, it could go either way. And what they the have hell a new is coach? his name, by the way? Like, is it Schroeder, Schroeder, or is it Schroeder? True. You remember true, Jay Schrader true. for the Raiders? It's uh, yeah. 80 million. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It is 80. Four years 80. Four year 80. Didn't he get a tattoo of that somewhere? <laughs> um, I'm. Oh, yeah. M.A. Udoka, yeah. the new the new coach over there. Like we just we don't know what to make of him yet. What kind of style he's going to have? Yeah, he's from the the Spurs, Greg Popovich branch of trees, you know, Rookie coach, players not taking it the leap next year, old big men or guys that can't play defense. I just don't personally see it. Uh, let's keep moving on. Uh, Romp, number six seed, who you got? Bulls. Talk to me about them just a little bit uh, with the additions of, I, I guess, Vooch. You could call him that, but technically last year. And then Lonzo Ball, and then DeMar DeRozan, pairing him with Zach Levine. A lot of offense. I think um... – I think the Bulls are another team that could just surprise a lot of folks. I think they're a better playoff team than regular season team, low-key, because their offense is so good. Um, and I think Zach Levine is going to average like 30 points and be like a dark horse MVP candidate. 
that I love Zach Levine. Trade him to the Sixers, please. I could absolutely see it. I am 100% with you on Zach Levine. He made a gigantic leap last year. He's kind of in that Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker kind of echelon of players. You know, I think Devin Booker is just a step above just because of the playoff experience and all that. But I can absolutely see where you're going with that. Jay, number six, who you got? Um, I actually have Boston. Uh, just to piggyback off what you said, uh, you know, everything that you said. But, like, my problem with Boston is that, like, they're, like, in this, like, like this middle like they have yeah they, they have their two stars of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum but they're they're just getting like decent to mediocre role players and they're not getting good draft picks they're not getting good trades they're like I think Dennis Schroeder is a good addition but like for the past like like four years like they haven't made any progression in my eyes so like yep. like like I wasn't a big Danny Ainge guy. I think he was just fine with being relevant as long as the Lakers <laughs> weren't winning. So, like, I think that's why he bounced when he did. But Celtics, you mean, yeah? Uh, yeah oh, oh, yeah. But like, uh, he like he had like a little gripe with the Lakers. I think as long as the Lakers weren't really shining like that, like he didn't really care. So, like, I, I just have this thing with Boston. I I'm a big fan of Jason Tatum. I really like Jalen Brown. They're really good, yin and yang. But like, it's just everybody else. Like bringing back Horford, yeah. Um, on paper, it looks good, but like he disappears just as much as everybody else on that team. So, Ahmet, who you got at six? I'm going Celtics. Um, the reason I even have them this high is just because I think that they've they had zero depth in the front court last season. They have more, a little bit better depth, and. I'm just banking on the fact that that Tatum's going to have a close to MVP season. So, um, and that gets them at the sixth spot. You know, go figure. That's who I oh, have at the sixth spot. Oh, you know he, okay. I dig yeah. it. I, I, I like Kyle Lowry. I like him going there. I just, with the defense that they play and how Spolstra practices, I question if he can really step into that role fully and be exactly what they need. I think offensively they can. But Jimmy Butler took a step back last year. Bam took a step back last year. Obviously, they lost Goran Dragic, but, you know, they get they get Kyle Lowry here. I, it's another team that I has a lot of questions and I don't fully understand <laughs> who exactly they are, what they want to be, you know. And, and Tyler Harrow... He took a, a dude major L last year, major L. So yeah. he's got a big year and a big question mark in front of him as well, too. Romp, give me every, give me your four or five back to back or your five four, I should say. Every team has a lot of question marks. I feel like, <laughs> especially at this point, I'm picking the Celtics. Oh no no no! Wait, yeah yeah, Celtics here. Um, just because like. I feel like when when people underrate the Celtics, they have a good year, but then when they overrate them, they have a bad year. So I think they could surprise folks just because of that for some reason. And then I got sure. my Sixers at number four. We've already talked about the Sixers and the Celtics quite a bit, so we'll move on to Jay. Jay, who is your five and then your four? Okay, so I have Chicago at five. Uh, I think they're just going to run a lot of teams – like out of the gym, they're going to be super fast paced. Uh, Caruso, he's always been a decent shooter. 
uh, DeRozan. He's right. Yep. M- mid jump, like God. So, <laughs> like, like that Chicago Bulls team looks scary. And, mm-hmm. and uh, like, I'm glad uh, DeRozan's going to get some television, you know, like showings, you know, like he hasn't had any of that since he got traded to San Antonio. So, and like for my number five, uh, I swear I'm not, uh, or the four uh, seed or the four seed. Oh yeah. Four seed. My bad. Yeah. Uh, like, like I, this isn't biased or anything, but I'm actually going to put the bucks. Ooh. Why? Why? Um, Boom shakalaka. I, they haven't like, I think this is their only year to really do anything. They didn't make any offseason moves and true. Like, and they lost PJ Tucker. And they lost PJ Tucker. So I think they're I think, yeah, they're riding on their high horse right now. They think they're on a pedestal, but I I think they're gonna get slapped in the face and like be a second round bounce, honestly. Woo-wee. Wow, that's our that's our really first major one. In fact, like make this red right here, even like wow. <laughs> um, all right, Ahmet, who's your five and then your four, please? It's tough. I'm gonna say I have to go Sixers at five. Um, I just I don't believe in Doc Rivers, man. Oh, and, I don't either. <laughs> and I don't like I don't like the combination of Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers. I don't think that's a good fit. I don't either. <laughs> um, but you still got Embiid, and you know Embiid seems to always get hurt. I think if he stays healthy, they'll probably be higher. But I'm just going off like probability that he's going to miss some games here and there. And the team just can't without Ben Simmons. They just they they don't have enough. Um, and then I'm going to go Heat. And fair um, enough. Oh, Heat, Heda. Um, Heat are. They on paper you think oh like they're this really good team um, maybe they'll like contend for a championship but I don't see that with this team I think one they got to get chemistry two they had a lot of players that have question marks including Tyler Hero that hasn't shown that what he did in the bubble actually translate to like playing normal basketball um, Duncan Robinson does not play any defense so you can't really play him too many minutes in in the playoffs um, yeah I just I'm not, I, I, I love Jimmy Butler but you know. Again, the East is deep, and and four is not a bad place. It will be in the second round. Yeah, it will be a very bad place in the second round. I have the Hawks at the five seed. Seems as if most people have them a little bit lower. I think they're they're a hard team to beat, especially in the regular season. And that's why I think they're going to be a five seed, but potentially a first round exit too. The Chicago Bulls. I think they would take. Mm. I would think they would take care of them for sure. Um, a lot of people have the Bulls high, except for Amit. So it's going to be interesting to see how everything plays out. Does anybody have Brooklyn not as a number one seed? Me, I do. Okay, okay, okay. Well, then we're going to keep going the way we've been doing it. Uh, number three seed, Romp. Um, let me check. Um, it was uh, I think I got the Bucks here. Yeah, I got the Bucks. Bucks. Not the one or the two seed. Tell me why. Uh, just a championship high. I think they're going to relax and then bring it in the postseason. Fair enough. Jay, who's your three seed? Uh, I actually have Philly. Um, I think, like, so do I. it's just it's just hard. I'm just going off of 
what the Ben Simmons move is. I think even if Ben Simmons does end up leaving and not playing, I think the Sixers are still going to be a top three team. I, I think they're pretty well balanced. And I, if uh, Maxie's running the point, I think as long as Joel stays healthy, like everything should be good. Did, I, I mean, their perimeter defense with Danny Green and Matisse Thiebel is second to none. Yeah, it, it it really is. And and if Tobias Harris can show a glimpse of what he was in Orlando, it, I mean, why can't it be the Embiid Harris show? I don't see why not, but he's yet to show it. And there's a lot of inconsistency there, but I agree with you at the three seed. Amit, who you got at the three? Hawks. I, I like the team construction. I like the chemistry they showed last year. They were really close to beating the Bucks. Um, you know, obviously yeah. inexperience did them in. And and they got lucky, or I wouldn't say lucky, but they got fortunate that that uh, the Giannis got hurt. But you know, they and and one thing that's underrated that we haven't talked about is how they've changed the rules this season for guys like Luca and Trey, yeah, and Harden. Yes, how yes, that's going to impact them, and, and I, even all Booker, because I think Booker Fuck is going to get impacted by that as well, because he seems to get always called for kicking his leg out on on fadeaways. Um. So I, but I really like the rest of the team around Trey Young. Um, I like the Capella connection. Um, yep. you know, I like Simmons, Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich. Like all those guys seem to fit together really. I never thought that was going to work, and somehow it worked. So that's why I have met three. I, I'm I'm blanking. Who who's the Kevin Herter, the, the gumpy looking white yeah. dude that you don't Red think Velvet. will be able to do anything? Red Velvet, <laughs> yeah. and he comes out and he he'll he'll lay twenty five on bro. you real quick. Um, Romp, two seed. Uh, Nets. And then one. And, and one. I got the Miami Heat. Oh, wow. shit. I have them all the way down at the six seed. <laughs> and you've got them up at the one. Tell me why. I think Kyle Lowry is disrespected throughout the league. I think um, just like Chris Paul didn't get his love to OKC and then Phoenix, of course. I think he's going to have that type of impact. And Jimmy Butler, with a lesser point guard role, he's going to go back to just focusing on scoring. And I think Bam is going to have a really good season just because he kind of fell flat on his face in the playoffs. Um, and I think just like having P.J. Tucker, and they just have a bunch of dogs, like Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, P.J. Tucker. And then you put Duncan in that lineup because there's enough defense to hide his flaws like, I don't know. And then Eric Spolstra is a, a great coach in my eyes. So he is. I, I like the culture too of the Heat. And I just, I think Jimmy Butler finally has people around him that like can stand him because they're also dogs. That Those are all fair points. But all of those are question marks for me. And that we'll find out. Yeah. really quickly here we will just don't know how much impact kyle lowry is going to be able to also have on the defensive side and if you don't have defense at your point guard position everything just kind of funnels from there sadly uh jay give me your give me your two and then your one i got nets at two and heat at one Woo. uh i think it all comes down to the nets health and what Kyrie does uh like uh, James Harden, he's hurt more consistently now in the last uh, three years. Uh, KD's going to do him uh, like he's um, like, you know, he's just going to be him, you know, as long as he doesn't get hurt. But 
James Harden, like he gets hurt pretty frequently now. Kyrie, he's like drama right now. And like <laughs> we don't know Ed, what Kyrie like, is, yeah. Yeah, like everybody surrounding them like isn't like scaring me. Like like what's Blake gonna do? Like like you know, like like everyone's on the same plane as Blake Griffin outside I mean, of Harden and KD. I mean, you still got Joe Harris who can light up teams. They they but added like, Patty what if Mills. He do? Like, what did he do? Like in the playoffs last year, Blake like, Griffin. I mean, oh Joe, Joe, no, you're right. Joe Harris was yeah. for a minute. I I agree. I agree. I think a lot of that had to do with injuries as well too, and him having to step up his role, which that's not his role. He he's that role player. But I mean, anytime you got the best player in the league, it's hard for me to doubt you. That's just my personal take in this league. And the Nets were a one, what, not even a foot. They were they were a toe away from like they were of. yeah they were an inch <laughs> a toe away from beating the Bucks with all those dudes out with an unhealthy Harden. I just I'm gonna I call it right now. I just don't see any team beating them. That's my own personal opinion, and I hope they lose. I really do because I hate super teams. I just don't think anybody can beat them. But Amit, I kind of bypassed you for a second. Who's your two and then who's your one? Yeah, no, I mean, look, like th- we're talking regular season here. So I'm saying the Nets are going to be the two. The Bucks are going to be the one. Um, I just think the Nets, they don't take the – they didn't even take this last regular season seriously. Like they they took so many games off. Like guys were just hurt. Like guys were just like, well, I'm just going to rest. Kyrie, like that guy just left. Like he literally just left, <laughs> right? So like – pulled the Dennis Rodman. I mean, I just I, – and, and Kevin Durant seems to be the same way. He's like, if I'm not 100% healthy, if I'm not finely tuned, I don't want to play. And, and so, like – and Harden, like, that guy just seems to just either be fat or, or hurt, right? So, like, I have no idea what that guy's deal is. Um, so, I just I just can't see them having all three guys enough on the court to um, build enough chemistry to have the one seed. And I think the Bucks are coming in with that chemistry. I know they lost P.J. Tucker – um, but I just think that they're going to come in and just kind of just roll. I think Giannis is going to play a lot differently this year. I think he kind of figured it out um, in the finals, and, and I think they're just going to roll to a one seed. I don't think they're going to win it all, but I'm just saying they're going to have the one seed. I agree. I agree with you. I mean, obviously I have the Nets Bucks uh, flip-flopped a little bit, but I agree with your takes on the Bucks. I completely agree with your takes on the Nets, but I just – I'm falling into the Nets drama pool, maybe, as far as talent is concerned. You know, talent beats everything, and talent is everything, especially in basketball, man. And, oh, yeah, Shervin brings up a good point. Thank you, Shervin. They get Dante DiVincenzo back as well, too, and that's definitely going to help their shooting and their perimeter play. And, dude, Drew Holiday, holy shit. Is there any player that stepped up more than Drew Holiday. I mean, Giannis is Giannis, and everybody expects him to be able to get a 40 or even a 50 burger. But, dude, Drew Holiday, holy shit. One of the better point guards in all of basketball, period. That's why I picked the Bucs to win it all. Once I saw that, that's that's why I believed in them because Drew Holiday is different. I also picked the Lakers to win the West, though, so. You yeah, know, shows you, shows what you know, right? <laughs> you, you hit and you miss, man. It's tough with these predictions. Exactly. So these are our Eastern Conference ones here. So Eastern Conference Finals. Who do you got, Romp? Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, um, Heat Nets. 
Heat Nats one two. Yeah. I'll 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 color code those so we know. Uh Jay, Eastern Conference Finals. Who you got? Heat Bucks and Heat win. Can't do that. You got yeah, the one they, in the fourth they, game. They, they, they would oh, play yeah, in the second round. Uh yeah, uh Heat Nets then. Sorry. Ahmet, who do you got? Bucks Nets and Same. I'm going to say Bucks. You're going to say Bucks are going to take the go to the NBA Finals? Yeah. Is that we'll make that gold? Is that That's kind of goldish. I'm going to say the Nets are going to make it there. Heat or Nets romp? Uh Heat. You are all aboard the I Heat love train. Heat, bro. You are I aboard Jimmy the Bowler. heat train. <laughs> I'm putting a star there. And you are aboard the Pistons train right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> heat Nets, Jay. Who you got? Uh, heat. Let's go. And there we have it. Your Eastern Conference champion, Nets Bucks Heat. <laughs> Let's go to the West. We already got the cellar dwellers. I'm not even going to capitalize their goddamn names there. You know, they can just stay as is because they are not important enough. Uh, 13, 12, and your 11th seed over in the West. Let's start with Amit this time, actually. Amit. Yeah. Um, Throw you guys off. Start with your 13. I want to go um, Thunder, Spurs. And this is going to be surprising, but Pelicans. Under Spurs, Pels? Yeah. Anything you want to touch on with your your teams there? What's that? Anything you want to touch on with those teams as to why you got them there? I just think, you know, the Spurs in purgatory, like they don't know what they're, where where they are. They have got like seven guys that play the same position on the team. Um, (laughs) Pelicans, they're just like the roster construction was destroyed when uh, Van Gundy was there, and they haven't really fixed that, and they just got even more puzzling. Um, like, uh, you know, and um, Thunder, I mean, Thunder are the Thunder. So, like, you know, I think they don't really want to win. Um, I don't think they're trying to win this year anyways. I think they're just trying to see. I mean, and yeah. So they've got, they've got 74 draft picks over the next two years. So, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what they're doing. And you're talking and I got you covered. My fault. Uh, Romp, let's go over to you now. You're 13, 12 and 11 seed in the West. Spurs. And then I got the Kings. And let me make sure I want to do this. Yeah, I got the Timberwolves then. Touch on some points as as to why I think I think a lot of us are going to have the Spurs down there, probably the Kings. The T Wolves is a little bit surprising to me. Any 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 thoughts as to why the T Wolves are right there for you? Uh, just because I have a surprising team that I like, kind of like the Pistons. So, like someone had to be down there, and I don't know. The Timberwolves are such a bad franchise. I feel like they're going to give everything up for Ben Simmons, and it could help them, but. I don't see it. I am all for Carl Anthony Towns and Joel Embiid creating the Twin Towers. I'm not. I just, now that you send that, bring <laughs> that back. I am all for Tim Duncan and David Robinson 2.0. Um, all right, Jay, 13, 12, and 11. Give me 13 first. Uh, Spurs, Kings, and then Pelicans. Uh, I think 
I think this might be Zion's last year. I think I think he's checked out. He he's he lost Lonzo, and I don't see this team going in any direction anytime soon. Uh, like like the uh, the Kings, they suffer from injuries every year. Uh, I think Fox might be out of his. Uh, I think he's going to be leaving soon. And Spurs, like they lost Patty Mills and De- uh, Demar, so. I have the exact same thing for you. And they added that to it was they added Tristan Thompson at power forward. He's at the key. They signed Rashawn Holmes. Yep. Yep. I forgot who it was, but one of my favorite players in the draft, Davion Mitchell, I could see De'Aaron Fox and Davion Mitchell. Absolutely. Just going ham on the rest of the league. I really could. And then of course, Tyrese Halliburton as well too. Buddy Heald is is 100% trade bait. I could see him gone. Maybe maybe a deer and Fox Buddy Heald package for Ben Simmons. I don't know, but I could see Oh my god. Okay. I know. I know. I could over. see Dave Davion Mitchell and De'Aaron and Fox together. I could I could really see that. Oh, and they got Alex Len too. And Damian Jones great. <laughs> and and Damian former Phoenix Suns greats there. A couple big. So they still got Marvin Bagley too. They're probably going to unload him at some point. I know, Roy. I know. We, we're not going to get into that. What's a year old? <laughs> I know. I, I completely understand where you're going with that. But there's some things. There's not a lot of shooting there. The shooting is going to be absolutely piss poor there. There's a lot of bigs that – what are you going to do with Tristan Thompson, Rashawn Holmes, Damian Jones, and Alex Len? Like, I'm not really sure what's going on there. Plus, you add Mo Harkless. I feel bad for Darren Fox because that dude's a baller. Dude yeah. is an absolute baller. But then I got the Pelicans as well, too, as number 11. <laughs> no matter how much talent they got, I mean, they can never seem to do a damn thing. They had Rajon Rondo and they had Anthony Davis. Couldn't do a damn thing. All of a sudden, they go to the Lakers and everything's fine. And they work. And together. they had Cousins. They yep. Had cousins. Yeah, he tore, his Achille- he tore his Achilles, though, during that season. Yeah, right? but, I mean, he was healthy before that. Like, they had a healthy yeah. Cousins, a healthy... Davis, they can do Andrew Holiday, bro. Andrew Holiday, shit. And JJ, I know. And JJ Reddick. Oh, so the Pelicans are just continually awful. Zion's gonna want to leave. I think Zion is overrated personally. We'll see how that goes, but that's who we have right now. The guys that won't be making the playoffs. Sad. By the way, he has a broken foot. I don't know if you guys saw that, but. He has a broken foot, so he's going to be. Is out he breaking out of his Nikes again? Are his yep. Nikes breaking in half? Yeah, his, Jesus. his fat ass is. Yeah, he has a broken foot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. That ruins everything. Yeah. You know, I'm three days uh, older than him, Zion. <laughs> really makes me feel like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking. September 27th. Wow. Yeah. Fractured foot in the offseason is expected to be re- ready at the start of the regular season. But yeah, we, broken foot for that big of a dude, like you don't, yeah. you don't, you never know. The the amount of torque he puts, he breaks his shoes, right? And he broke yeah. his foot. He's gonna need time to heal that injury. So I don't know. And poor Brandon Ingram, dude had so yeah. much potential and just yeah. you guys don't Brandon Ingram for Ben Simmons. Oh, Willie! I love me some Willie Green, our our old assistant coach. I mean, if he takes a lot of Monty's philosophy and he can incorporate that here and create a culture, like yeah, absolutely, I can totally foresee that happening. 
but I don't. I don't. I don't see them being able to get the things together and I just a perennial perennial bottom feeder right now, man. Brandon Ingram for Ben Simmons, would you do it? Uh yeah. You're about to trade him for anything. I'll trade dude, him for give anything, bro. Hamburger and a Mountain Dew, man, and, and romp is down. <laughs> I might even do Buddy Heald, to be honest. Gives you the, the shooting. If 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 Maxi is that dude, he is. You don't you don't need a point guard then. You you fit around everything else. Uh, romp, give me your nine ten. You're playing away game teams. Oh crap! Actually, I want to switch the Timberwolves out with the Grizzlies because I'm not impressed with the Grizzlies moves to be honest. Yeah, I hate they added um who they so. they traded Stephen Stephen Adams. I hate that. So you're they gonna you Bledsoe. want I want the T Wolves up one and then the Grizzlies down, not making the playoffs. Because I, I don't like the Steven Adams and Jaw fit. All right, so now I mean Ja Morant is a boss, and if anybody he says is. it on here, I'm booting you off of this podcast right now. He's a boss, but but the but, West is crazy. I'm like trying. I can't even comprehend the West. To be honest, it's wild. Look, look at <laughs> look at all these young dudes. JJJ out for a lot of time last year. Dylan Brooks had one good game against the Jazz in the playoffs, and then went away. Right. Kyle Anderson, slow mo himself. Eh. Brandon Clark. Eh. Jarrett it's Culver. Just like young dude it doesn't do it oh, for me. I, you know. I completely agree. I like Xavier Tillman. I mean, yeah, I like Anthony he's Melton good. too, and I I, yeah. I liked Chris Dunn when he came out. I don't anymore. Like, yeah, this is not this is not the best roster, but this man right here, that man right there, can go off and bring this up to a six seed. I don't know if anybody can deny that with how amazing of a talent he is. Unfortunately, I think it's a no. So. <laughs> Uh, T-Wolves okay, 10, so, Grizzlies 11. Who's your nine? Uh, my, yeah, my nine. I got to put my Pelicans. I like them, but hearing the news that Zion broke his foot. Nikhil Alexander-Walker is one of my low-key breakout players. But I just love their starting five of Devontae Graham, um, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, Zion, and Jonas Valanciunas. Like, I just love that starting five. So if Zion can stay healthy, bro, I, I could see the – Pelicans making the playoffs. That's hey, that's fair enough. Plus, I I love Willie Green, big fan of Willie Green. Yeah, he former Sixer too. But Zion's looking fat too at media day, so that scared me as well. But the Pelicans are my Pistons of the East. <laughs> I mean, Pistons of the West. Pistons of the West. I mean, they should be in the in the East. But uh, Ahmet, who's your ten and your nine seed? 10 is Timberwolves, 9 is Grizzlies. Um, Timberwolves, I mean, we don't, we don't even need to talk about them. Grizzlies, I don't see them improving from where they've been uh, because of the moves, like adding Bledsoe and some of these other things that they've done. I just They, I traded, they, have, they traded Bledsoe, bro. They, they added him, him and then, then they traded him to the Clips. He's back with the back? Clippers. That's right. Oh, I don't remember. I about that? I do not remember, to be honest with you. And I don't, I don't it doesn't matter. I, I think, think it, they just I, released him, or they might have bought him out. I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I just I feel like the West is deep, and there's yes. a lot of teams that like aren't going to be like high seeds, like the Clippers or the Mavericks. That's right. The, for they traded him for Rajon Rondo and Patrick Wanda. Beverly. Rajon Rondo Beverly's got cut, the went to the Lakers. Yeah. Beverly then got traded for Jarrett Culver to the, the T Wolves. Yeah, Why? That's right, that's right. Okay, Dude, Beverly and John Moran would have been pretty like. That's interesting. Know, that would have been cool. Yeah, and Beverly brings like defense. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ahmed, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No. What, what else were you That's saying? That's it. That's it. Jay, who's your ten, and then your then your nine seed? Uh, I got Memphis at ten and uh, Minnesota at nine. Uh, like all, I think the Grizzlies really need to go up a seed or two is uh, just a strong second for Jaw. Like Jaw's doing, like everything you know like as steven adams uh, i think that would help a lot for him but he like dylan brooks is very off and on and uh, and uh, jaron like he's hurt too so yeah like i i like jaw and i hope uh, the best for him but uh i, I think uh Dilo and cat and ant i think that trio is dangerous and if they get the right pieces around them i don't know if they're going to make any other moves i don't i don't know exactly what the roster looks like but the, like their chemistry was really clicking uh, in the second half uh last season uh so uh, yes it yeah, was they, uh, yeah yeah yes it was look man i am yeah, and i yeah, am now a anthony, i'm a huge anthony edwards fan yeah. that dude is the truth he fucking went off last year at the second half of the season you're right anything that happened with carl and if you're basing any opinion on carl anthony towns based on last year after he yeah. lost his mother and multiple family members due to covid you're absolutely insane this was like play therapy for him right he just got back and he was playing just just to you know it was in his contract but just to get out there and play this year for carl anthony towns i think is a completely different cat you yeah. add him D'Angelo Russell, I think they're going to be able to absolutely kill it um, coming up as a trio together. You add the defense and Patrick Beverly, you add Torian Prince, and then you add uh, they added somebody else, but then Jared Vanderbilt, who I like, ja Josh Akogi, who, who killed it last year, surprised me. Oh, and they added McKinley Wright, who I'm a big fan of his, have been for a long time. So I think they're kind of my dark horse team. Uh, Ahmet, who do you got? For, let's let's just go to your your seven eight seed. Who do you got for your seven eight? Yeah, so eight, I got, I got I got the Blazers, and mm. then seven, I got the Mavericks. Um, I just think, you know, the Blazers are running back with a different coach. I don't think that's going to work that well for them. I mean, they can say that they can try to play defense, but they just don't have players that can. Um, Mavericks, I mean, I don't really think they improve the team. I think they're just kind of relying on on Luca and we know that the rules are going to be different and he's the one probably the most affected by the rules than anybody else because he handles the ball so much. So um yeah. Shout, shout him out Romp. Your man right there. Your man crush. Right, right over your shoulder. Bobon. My god. <laughs> he's just Also, I want to I mean, say if you got if the if the Suns traded for Cab, bro, they would be it's over. CP3 cat. Oh my. I know. Oh my God. But if you say that on Sun's Twitter, you will get castrated. 
you will right, get absolutely right. you will get absolutely castrated. Uh, I Carl Anthony Towns is an amazing talent. Dude is absolutely incredible. He might not be exactly what we need, but he is an incredible talent and should not be taken lightly. Mavericks Blazers seven and eight for Amit oh, Romp. Who you got for your eight and then your seven? Bro, this is impossible. The <laughs> the West West <laughs> is harder than the East, right? It really is. I got the Mavericks at eight. Bro, am I gonna put Golden State at seven? <laughs> oh shit! No, I, 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 it's either Denver or Golden State. I got, I, I guess Golden State. I, I just don't think Clay will be himself, and he's not coming back till mid-year. And Draymond's not at camp. I don't know what's going on with him personally. And everyone else is just bad on the Golden State. Besides, like those three, like not bad, but like. So that's why I have Golden State there. Like I don't want to put him there, but. Just to kind of happen, and and who knows what's going to happen with uh, Andrew Wiggins? Oh yeah, I forgot about Wiggins. <laughs> yeah, who knows if he's even going to be able to play home games? But I mean, honestly, that's where I got them too. I just I expect them to. Whoops, I expect them to be able to make a move in the second in the second half of the season. Uh, I think Clay's going to come back, and they're just going to be better with him out there. Just. You know, knowing where he goes, a dude that doesn't need to dribble the ball to make an impact. You know what I mean? So I think he's going to be able to do some things, mix with Draymond and Steph, to get that trio back together. I think they're probably going to make a little bit of a trade like they've been doing. They they floated James Wiseman out there, so it sounds like he's on the block. And they're just going to be able to do better things this year, but I don't think they're going to get out of the first round quite yet. That's just That's just my take. But I have them, you know, the very, very same place you have. And the Mavericks, I, with Luka not being able to shove into somebody and have them get called for a foul, like, I'm really curious how they're going to, he's going to be able to play. It didn't seem to matter when it came to uh, not the Euro League, the Olympics. He was out there better than ever, you know? So FIBA rules versus American, you know, we can debate that all you want, but I just don't see it with their roster construction. Their only real addition was Reggie Bullock. E that's yeah, that's yeah, kind that's of hell. <laughs> yeah, I know really the bad. dude can shoot and you're losing Josh Richardson, but it's just I everything around Luca is is trash. Does anybody trust KP? I don't. Do you no, guys trust oh, KP? No. no way. I don't like their coach right? too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, that's another thing is our coach is – dude he has not proven that he can coach. I mean, shit. Dude, Luca pushed out a GM that was there for 20-plus years. Luca pushed out a coach that was there for 10-plus years. Now you're bringing in a bunch of yes-men for Luca. Yep. That's not going to go well. That's not going oh. to go well. Granted – I thought what Jason Kidd did with Brandon Knight, getting him to like all-star level was damn near phenomenal. I really do. I mean, Brandon Knight has been nothing since then traded in Phoenix. And then I think he signed on to a D league team or something like that. Even it's been awful, but that's like the only thing Jason Kidd did was put him on the map. What else has Jason Kidd done? Absolutely nothing. Spilled They're hiring. The, yes, men. Spilled a drink on the court. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the drink on the court, and they're hiring yes men to coach Luca. So that's a huge L for me. Uh, Jay, who's your eight team, and then your seven? I got uh, Dallas at eight and Portland at seven. Uh, 
like Mark Cuban needs to fix whatever is going on in Dallas. Uh, I think they, I think they should get rid of KP as soon as possible. Whatever, whatever he's worth, I don't know exactly what what his trade value is, but they need to get that out. I am, I do really like Tim Hardaway. I think he's a great, great addition. And uh, who is there? Six man? It's the short dude, uh, uh, Jalen Brunson. Yeah, Brunson. He like he's, he's cold as fuck. I do like I do like him. Yeah, yeah, Brunson is great, but yeah, don't but forget yes. about Maxi Kleber, you guys. Come <laughs> on, uh, Dwight Dan Powell, Warren, he's Sydney cool. Smith, Willie Cauley Stein. I like Stein. Yeah, I mean Trey but, Burke did some things for them as well, but but like like sports media outlets, yeah, Luca's great and all, but like it it's gonna be a mess uh, if they keep on going the direction that they are. Like I don't know who they can pair with Luca, and to be his sidekick because I like I really can't see anybody that will tolerate Luca. So uh, I don't know, but Portland, I, I I think they might have a like a a great season. I think he, like I think he's gonna carry what he did against the Nuggets to this season. I I think like he always does. Yeah, I think he might be in the MVP conversation. Honestly, I absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. There's no reason to think Dame won't be. I mean, he kind of should be every every year, unfortunately. Yeah, it's kind of weird their, that he's their, their defense. <laughs> I mean, he's like the most underrated super superstar, right? I was really disappointed with what he did in uh in the Olympics, but then we found out some stuff after the fact. So I just I just really wanted to see Dame be Dame for the Olympics. I was really excited for that. So so that that sucked. Um Six seed. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go first for the six seed. I'm gonna do six five. I've got the clips here. Was really impressed what they did without Kawhi. Honestly. Um, oh my god, they're they're stud point. Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson showed out, Reggie. dude. Yeah, I was I really impressed with what he did. I really hope for his sake that it really carries over into the season. Um, at five, I've got the Blazers. Um, I mean, I've always liked their roster. I think they've had a wonderful roster. I've thought that for years. Unfortunately, they had a really shitty defensive coach, and we don't know what to expect from them, and we don't know what Chauncey Billups is going to do. We don't. I mean, everything that you look at with Chauncey, look at him back to Colorado when he got drafted, and then obviously with Detroit. I lived in Detroit during that time. I, I had Chauncey Billups shirts, and I had a Billups jersey. That got stolen from me, assholes. But I've been a Chauncey Billups fan for so long. Like, Mr. Clutch. I mean, dude is going to go in for a wide. I mean, he's running down the court by himself, fast break. He's going to dunk it. No, he's just going to lay it off the glass. I love everything that he brings. We just don't know if he's going to be able to to lead at this point and if he's going to be able to make the necessary adjustments. I'm curious of what his coaching style is going to be, considering who he played with and what he wanted to do and what I heard with, with interviews back in the day. I'm just curious about what he's really going to try and do defensively. And we're going to find out like the, like the first or second game, we're really going to find out like, yeah, Blazers uprise. Thank you for coming in and enjoy you guys coming in and really appreciate it. I, um, I, I think Chauncey will be great. I just question at to what level are we talking here? Are we talking championship level? Are we talking just get to the second or third round? These are just like small tiers. I think they're going to be one of the top teams. 
and Dame MVP. Yeah, dude, I could totally see it. No more, no more drop coverage. Eh, you want to play that against certain teams, but not every goddamn team. And y'all lost Ennis Canter. Thank God for you guys. So that that's my six five. I wanted to move the Blazers up just a little bit higher. I just I have too many questions. It's amazing how many teams in the West at this point still have questions. We talked about the T Wolves, the Mavericks, the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, Warriors, Clippers, Blazers, and we're already at the five seed. It's absolutely insane. Uh, Jay, let's go with you. The six and the five seed. Go. Uh, I have Clippers and Golden State. Uh, Clippers, besides having the addition of Air Bledsoe, uh, like they haven't added anything to their depth. Uh, they lost Beverly's bulldog bullshitness, and like there's no vocal leader in that locker room. So. I, I think I, Reggie Jackson is going to turn into that. I I, just, I I love Reggie, but I don't like yeah. I don't think he's going to carry the team. Uh, like I I think he's definitely going to outperform Paul George like nine times out of ten. But I just don't I, I I just don't have faith in the Clippers. I don't have faith in Paul George. I I do like Nicholas Batum. I I do like uh, Kennard when uh, like he's dangerous. Don't leave him open. But. Uh, I'm just not crazy about the Clippers uh, going in, but Warriors. I think soon as Clay comes back, I, I think they're. I think it's lights out. I miss they're Clay. Going to take off. Yeah, like I. Yeah, so I think <laughs> once Clay comes back, uh, it's going to be a shootout. So. Romp, who's the? Six I got some wild the takes. I got the Jazz here. Hey. <laughs> Let's go. I just think I think like Donovan Mitchell, not that he's motivated because he's like he's a hard worker and improves every year. I just think like not making moves is going to like it's like the same team. And I feel like although Rudy Gobert got exposed, like a lot had to do with their coach just leaving him out to dry. Like Rudy can't defend the pruner, so make it easier for him. And I just think like doing nothing in the offseason is going to result in just maybe a blow up year, like kind of like the Celtics, you know, they just tried the same thing over and over again. And one year it's just going to happen where the chemistry is not going to be there. And then number five, I was debating the Clippers, but I think I got the nuggets just cause um, Jamal Murray is out for a bit. And I like, I like the Clippers system a lot. And I think Eric Bledsoe, even though you guys hate him, I think he'll benefit from all their shooting, and I think he'll have a bounce-back year. Um, so I'm putting Denver before them, and I just think just because Jamal Murray is out. and I like the Nuggets, but I I think the Clippers got like a, a cool system going for the regular season. Like you saw them without Kawhi last year. They were still competitive with the, with the Suns, and I think Paul George is going to low-key have an MVP season. Yeah. They got white side. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like so, so the Clippers go five out. They take the best defensive player completely out of the game to the point where he's almost unplayable. And you counter that by adding white side. <laughs> okay, bro. Okay, bro. Their coach needs to be fired low key. You're not a Quinn Snyder fan, huh? No, it's like. It's like the regular season, they do well, but nothing to show for. So yeah. he's got to start getting some slack. Yeah, Jazz love him up here. I was listening to sports radio on my way to uh, to the other house today. 
and fucking you would not believe Tony Jones. He's he's a NBA insider. Said outside of the Jazz and the Lakers, I don't see anybody that can contend in the West. <laughs> Click right. off. I'm done. Like that's your take? Seriously? After y'all got exposed without Kawhi, like what the hell are they? People drink something different out here. I don't drink from the tap out here. Somebody else does. All these, <laughs> all these fools do, and they believe in it so much. Yeah, I think they're gonna do this and they're gonna do that. Again, I think they're great in the regular season. They will get exposed in the playoff. Playoff is a completely, completely different thing. Um, Amit, give me your six and your five, dog. Six is Clippers. Um, I just, you know, without Kawhi, it's going to be tough for them to compete with the stacked West. And then fifth, I got Warriors. And I would put them higher if uh, Clay was coming back um, at the start of the season. I, I believe he's coming back uh, December or January. Um, so that I that I hurts heard Christmas, yeah, yeah. Not saying the floor November. until early twenty twenty two. Yeah, early. So, but when he comes back, I think they're a different team. I think they're going to be better, but I think they're going to start off slow and um, they're going to end up over there in the in the uh, in the fifth seed. I, I, every time you're talking, I always try to put something up. Yeah, romp stand too. <laughs> but yeah, every, everything that you said was was absolutely correct. Um, you know what? Let's stick with you, Amit. Who's your number four seed now? Lakers. Ooh, spicy take. I like that one. Tell me why the Lakers are down there and not just the best team in the West. Well, they were the seventh seed last year, and they traded away a bunch of depth. And LeBron is older. Anthony Davis is coming off injury. We'll see if he shows up healthy to camp. Um, Russell Westbrook is a black hole in the last two minutes of the game. So, I mean, they really needed KCP. Like they could, I can't believe they gave up KCP in that trade because um, they really needed him. And even though Kuzma had his his mo- his moments in the regular season, he he helped them a lot. So now it comes down to Taylor Horton Tucker to be a point guard for them, which is, you know, I, I don't know how it's going to work. Bring, bringing back Rondo, I mean, that doesn't do anything for me. Um their spacing is terrible. Like LeBron is our best three-point shooter. I mean, like, you know, I mean, yeah. Well, they have probably the, is, but. Uh, you know, and then Car- Carmelo, like, what is he going to do defensively to help them? Um, you know, so, like, I just I, I, don't, I just don't believe in that. A- ask, all the, ask all the Blazers fans how good Carmelo was defending last year. Right. They'll give, him, give him about two or three seconds, you know, they'll start coming up. Oh, he was trash. <laughs> Lakers as a four seed. Man. I love that. Thank you, Amit. Like that does things to me. That that tickles me in certain places. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Jay, who is your four seed? Uh, I got Lakers and I got Utah at three. Uh, like uh, I can't pull up the Lakers uh, roster. Like they went significantly smaller. They have little to no size besides uh, Gasol, I believe. No, uh, Gasol's gone. Gasol's, Gasol's, Gasol's gone. gone. They got they got Ant. They got Dwight Howard. Oh yeah, that forgot. They got freaking Malik Monk, Monk, Wayne Ellington, Kendrick Nunn, a whole bunch of dudes that didn't do a lot. They do not washed up, guys. washed Trevor up Trevor Ariza. I mean, come on, man. Oh, they got the Andre Jordan. I forgot about him. Yeah, they got the White Howard too. Uh, Dwight Howard was so trash. For Wesley Smat Wesley Matthews, who did absolutely nothing in the playoffs. Like I just, I don't see it. I don't see it. 
Yeah, like Lakers, they went significantly small. I don't think their big men can't run, run the court. <laughs> AD's always hurt. Melo <laughs> isn't going to bring much of a defensive presence. There's no sh- perimeter shooting whatsoever. I don't know exactly how Russ is going to fit in the system. Like, um, The one thing I will say about them is that I do think that there is just something special about Rondo with the Lakers. Like it just, it worked for whatever, it it worked for whatever reason. You know what I mean? So like, I, I, I think that might be an upgrade over Schroeder to a point. Okay. Um, Okay. I get that point, right? They had him the previous year and they traded him for Schroeder or or, is it a trade? I think it was a trade, right? Yeah. I don't really remember. Schroeder was on Atlanta. They basically went, we're going to go with Schroeder rather than Rondo after we won the championship when Rondo was our third best player, right? So and now he's back, obviously yeah. they saw something there where they're just like, it's, you know, it, we caught lightning, lightning in a bottle for a, a short period, worked in the playoffs. We know Rondo does not do anything in the regular season now. I just, that's why I'm putting them this low. I just don't think they're going to get any point guard play. Uh, real quick, Romp, Dwight Howard last year on the Sixers. I thought he was bad. Bad. He what, was, he bad was, as in was, there you go. <laughs> he was second, um second in the NBA for technical fouls, and he gets offensive fouls. Like he just played like dumb. I think it's because he was like on the Sixers and we Doc Rivers didn't hold him accountable. But with LeBron James, I don't see him doing that, like just randomly having offensive fouls all the time and technicals. Plus in the playoffs, he was unplayable because Ben Simmons and he can't guard the pick and roll. So I don't know. So they replace Andre Drummond and Mark Gasol with Dwight Howard and DeAndre O'Jordan. That just like cancels out to me for some reason because <laughs> Mark Gasol could have done some things against the Suns. I couldn't believe they sat him and Montrez Harrell. I was I was shocked. We had no perimeter defense for Mark Gasol, and there would have been no way to stop Montrez Harrell on the boards. That happened in like game two or game three. And then they just sat him because he got exposed in the pick and roll. Though we we put him in that, the pick and roll, and he couldn't guard anybody. Like fair he, point. Chris Chris Paul put him in the pick and roll, and it was like, yeah, you can't play. That's what happened the previous season too when he was on the Clippers. Um, who were they playing? They were playing. Uh, yeah, the the Nuggets, right? The Nuggets put him in the pick and roll. Jamal Murray just exposed. Him. That is a fair point. I'm gonna shut my damn mouth because you know way more than me. Fair point, but I mean, <laughs> fact fact is, Montrez Harold could have gotten a whole lot of rebounds against us, yes. and Marcus All. And the the game two or game three, I'm forgetting which. When they did that, they looked damn near dominant. And then they changed up their lineup multiple times. They sat Gasol and Harold, and they didn't see the floor again until game six. And then they tried to bring him in and do different things and start him, which proved that they didn't have an identity. Is what I'm trying to get at. The Lakers did not have an identity. And adding all these 2012 Olympians also kind of proves that, that they don't have a legitimate identity when it comes to playing basketball on the floor. What is their identity? Their identity is their goddamn names. Yep. And and nobody understands how that's going to work. So we've spent enough time talking about the damn Lakers. You know what? We don't need to go anymore with that. Um, uh, before we get to romp for the four and the three, since Jay gave us a three, Amit, why don't you give us your three as well? Yeah, I'm going to go Nuggets. Nuggets here. I think um, I think they have enough depth and they have enough from Jokic to 
continue to win. I think they showed that in the regular season last year. Um, uh, we're going to get, they're going to get more continuity with uh, Aaron Gordon, you know, Maga Porter juniors there. So, um, you know, we'll see. Yeah. I did like the, the Jeff green signing for there. That yeah. just, that kind yeah. of made sense there. It just seems like a real steady kind of veteran presence, you know, and Will Barton's going to be healthy. Monte Morris is going to be healthy. Austin rivers didn't do much like in his role. I see him more like a Jordan Clarkson, you know? And I think, Jordan Clarkson just worked for the jazz. Like it just clicked. And I don't think he's a great player, but he's a guy that can come in and get you 20 points off the bench. And that is valuable. And it kind of worked with Austin rivers as well too. So once Jamal Murray gets back, it's going to be a completely different team, but it's going to take time for them to develop. So I respect that romp. Who is your four and who's your three? Uh, Lakers and Clippers. Now, I want to say I think the Lakers could be a one seed easily just because, like, Ron, um, Russell Westbrook is, like, one of the greatest regular season players of all time. And just having him in AD, like, like Russell, like, people forget the Wizards only won in the regular season because Westbrook went ham. But in the playoffs, obviously, he turns terrible. So I could see there being a world where Russell Westbrook and just takes over and LeBron takes a back seat to the playoffs. But with that being said, there's just a bunch of question marks and they're too old. And I, I just love the Clippers. I, I I just love what they're doing. And I think people forget Serge Ibaka was injured last year. And he's, he's a huge piece and he fits with their spread it out. And I think Paul George is just going to have an MVP year. And I wish Ty Lue was hired for the Sixers instead of Doc Rivers. So it kind of sounds like collectively, like our top four candidates of MVP are Dame, Paul George, because I, I agree with you there, uh, Embiid, oh man, and and Kevin Durant. We kind of have collectively touched on all those four guys in different points, and we've all kind of agreed when somebody says, I could see Dame doing it. We're all like, yeah, yeah, good point. I, I completely agree there. Uh, for me, uh, my four seed... I've got the Nuggets. Whoops. And then my three seed, I got the Lakers. And we don't need to talk about them anymore. Romp, who is your number two seed? Because there is a specific team that hasn't been called yet by absolutely anybody. And we're about to see that coming up soon here. Romp, who's your number two seed? I got the Blazers number two because I think Damian Lillard is going to have an MVP season. And I think Chauncey Billups is going to be like Chauncey Billups is one of my favorite players of all time. I think he's criminally underrated, like of all time point guards. Um, and I just think like, nice. yeah, they don't have defense, but I don't care about defense because like the Sixers had like three all NBA defenders and we still couldn't stop Trey Young. So like defense in today's NBA, it isn't as big as it seems. Plus, they got guys like Larry Nance. And I th and Robert Covington, so like, and just having CJ and Dame is just and, and Norman Powell, like they have a lot of talent, and if they just get a competent coach, which Terry Stotts wasn't, like, I don't know, I think Dame is on a mission too. And how could you like vote against Dame? You know what I'm saying? I love Dame. I mean, where I coached at this past year, he was a he, he was a big supporter of of the kids that we coached and uh was able to donate 
and do stuff for us. Uh, it was really cool just looking over at my head coach, and he's uh, he's looking down and he's texting Damian Lillard right there, um, and just the stuff that he told me with what my head coach said to Damian Lillard and what their conversations are like. Like, dude, I love Dame. Before we got Chris Paul, I wanted Damian Lillard so bad. I'd trade everybody and every first-round pick from here to, to whenever for Damian Lillard. I knew it wasn't going to happen, but I loved his game. I love what he does. He is so damn clutch. It's ridiculous. I just wonder what the coach is going to be able to do. That's all. I I was really debating putting them at the 2-3 or the 4 seed. But after seeing what the Nuggets were able to do against them without Jamal Murray, I just I question it. And that's all it is. It's just questions. Mm. Uh, so, I, I, dude, good on you. Good on you. Uh, two seed, Jay, go. I have the Nuggets. Um, I think once uh, Jamal Murray's back, uh, they're going to be a force to reckon with. I think that Aaron Gordon pickup was a very good addition to their team, even though uh, Gordon didn't show up uh, against uh, the Suns in, uh, in the playoffs. Like, but this Nuggets team is stacked. Bobo is really good. I hope he gets a lot more playing time than he did last year. Uh, the Jeff uh, the, the Jeff Green addition is very underrated too. Uh, Jokic, you know, okay. MVP. So I, this Nuggets team has been good for the last three years, and they just need everything to work with health. And, and now I think they really have the pieces to really knock the Lakers out of contention and possibly the Clippers too. So I, I think once Jamal Murray's back, like they're they're gonna be the talk of the town. Amit, two seed. Utah. Um I just think that yes, they, they didn't really do much to upgrade their team, but they're formulaic in the way that they play with the you know, just with the three point shooting and just the corners and, and with Gobert. I just think it's a formula that wins and they're gonna win a lot of regular season games. Um, doesn't mean it's going to work in a playoffs, but they're going to win more games than I think the Nuggets and the Lakers. Blazers Uprise has a really good point here. So my my two seed, your Western Conference champion, Phoenix Suns. Eight. Oh, whoa, whoa, I don't, whoa. I don't think that they're gunning for the top seed. I think they could care less. I think that the Jazz are a great regular season team. That plays for the number one, the number one seed. They want the number one seed. I've already heard it on the radio again this year, just like they did last year. And then they wear themselves out, and then they get outplayed in the playoffs. That's fine. Go win your 60, 62 games. That's totally fine. I expect Chris Paul to take a lot of rest this year. Of course, I thought that last year, but who knows? I think there's going to be a little bit of a finals hangover that's going to cause for a little slump there. And I just, they're a 55 win team is what I'm kind of assuming at this point. Obviously we don't know about VAC statuses and, and injury stuff at where we are right now, but they're not playing for the one seed. They're playing for the team that's in front of them. We saw last year, if anybody is injured for anything, they will sit them book set for three or four games when he had a, a hamstring issue and he had to be a hundred percent until he was ready to go, which by the way, he had hamstring issues in game three, but nobody seems to care. It's all about everybody else's injuries and not ours, but the jazz are just, they're ripe for the regular season, man. They are ripe to go on the East coast, six game swing and, and come out six and zero. Oh. You know what I mean? The Suns are built for playoffs 
and they're going to be headhunted this year. And I think that's just going to play into it just a little bit. And we're talking about being the first seed or the second seed here. Last year, we were like, just get to the playoffs, just get to the playoffs. (laughs) This is where we're at now with the Phoenix Suns. I am happy to be the two seed. We were the two seed last year. It turned out fine. You know what I mean? I don't like jockeying for a position like a lot of the other teams did. I think that will bite you in the ass, and it did. We just play who's in front of them. We happen to play the right way. We're going to take a couple games off, and I think it's going to take time to get like Landry Shaman and JaVale McGee and some of these guys really kind of acclimated. And Ahmed, I think you said it on another pod. Maybe it was the last Cardinals one or something that we did where you said we're going to we're going to be playing with different kind of rosters and seeing kind of what works. Are we going to see Alfred Payton and campaign together on the court? Like if we do, that's going to be the fastest backcourt in the league. Ish Smith might be the only other guy that could be faster than them. So there's a lot of good things that are going to be coming in for the Phoenix Suns. I don't think they're gunning for the number one seed. The Jazz are, and I think that just plays into it. Everybody else here clearly, clearly (laughs) has the Suns there. But Romp, you are our guest, and I would like to start with you as to why you think our beloved Phoenix Suns are going to be the number one seed. Uh, cause you talked about question marks, like all, um, stream and like, they're the one team without question marks. Like, correct. We know what we're going to get from them. So, and what we get from them is very, very good. And Monty Williams, you know, great coach. Um, maybe Devin Booker could get to the MVP level this season. That would be wonderful for them. Um, I would like to see that out of him being some MVP talks besides Chris Paul. That'd be cool. Um, but I don't know. I just like their team. They all are cohesive. So it's a no brainer for me being the one seed. I'm not saying they're going to win the West, but maybe you you have to wait and see. (laughs) Shervin, we all agree with you. The fact that they gave it to that one fat dude in New York. (laughs) that reminds me of Jerry Krause. What's it? It doesn't matter what his name is, dude. That was an absolute joke, man. An absolute joke, top to bottom. So, like, yeah, the Suns are the one team that really don't have questions. The only other team are the Jazz. We know what the Jazz are and what they're going to do. They have the firepower, and they can light it up from three, which can be taken away And when it comes to playoff time. But as I said, Jazz are gunning for the one seed. I think we're going to play it the right way, and I think it might bite us in the ass for a couple games, uh, just like it did last year, where we, we were lost by, what, two games, you guys? Where we won two or three games out of first place? Like, we were two. right there. Yeah, we were right there. So when we play the Jazz, we're going to sweep them. We're going to we're gonna sweep. take four, three or four out of, the, out of the Jazz. Like, that, absolutely, because they can't hang with us. But they're the type of team that can go on an Eastern Conference trip and and rail off six wins. The Suns would probably do like a four and two. Like, remember when we got pounded against Atlanta last year in Atlanta? Like, we have that tendency to do that. But then we move on to the next game and we don't lose two in a row. So that's just the difference I see. Amit, talk to me about why Suns are number one in your mind. Yeah, so I think um, we remember this this team started eight and eight last year. Um, because they really didn't know how to fit Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton together. That's weird, yeah. With Booker. And and once they figured it out, this team had the best record in the whole league. Um, and then when guys got hurt or guys need to miss time or COVID, whatever it was, then our depth showed up. 
we had the best depth in the entire league. Our competency against bad teams is so much better than other teams. So I look at I look at what we have and I go, even when Monty's experimenting, I thought about this. When when we started when he starts experimenting with the Alfred Paytons and he starts putting Abdul Nader in, like those are still above average, like or or, or at least average NBA players when you're talking about second or third string players that they're going against. So I just think that this team this team is is a 60 win team. Like I just think they are. Even with even with Chris Paul missing uh, some time to rest, because he and I'm and I'm pretty sure Monty Williams is going to have to tell him like, bro, you cannot play back to backs. Like we're going to have to sit you. You can't you can't play that many games this year. I love it. I love everything that you said. Our depth. It's it's funny how our depth was a strength, and then we got into the playoffs, and it was just gone. Saric got hurt. Chris Paul had COVID. Campaign got hurt. Uh, I said Booker got hurt in Game Three of the finals. It, it was just really telling about that. But adding guys like Landry Shamit, who is one of the best corner three shooters in, in the league and catch and shoot shooters. And then JaVale McGee finally getting a, a damn backup guy. And then Alfred Payton who can come in and spot start, or if campaign needs a spot start, Alfred Payton can come right in and fill that six man role. Exactly like campaign, like the roster construction top to bottom is probably the best in the league. I'm talking one through 15, top to bottom. I can't see another team that has better depth. Maybe better depth, but the right pieces in the right positions. James Jones talks about having a three by five card, an index card, three by five. You know what that is, Rob? Have you heard that term? Yep. So five (laughs) guys, all five positions, three deep, three by five. I love how he put that, and he's actually doing that. The big question for us is Jalen Smith sticks. In the back of four, are we going to trade him for Thad Young? Thaddeus All that young. stuff we don't get. We don't, Thaddeus we don't Young, know. do it. Uh, if we got fat, if we got Thaddeus Young, I might have to move him up to the one. But again, we're not playing for the one seed like the Jazz are. Jay, our beloved Phoenix Suns are ranked number one in your poll as well too. Your prediction? Tell me why. The, I I believe the Suns are the best team in the league, um, top to bottom. Like you said, we're really deep, and with the additions of Javale McGee and and Landry Shamit, like. That adds to our not only three point um, uh, range uh, when like Jay Crowder's off or if Cam is, but that also adds to our mid uh, our mid jumpers because uh, Mikael started getting a mid uh, mid range at the end of uh, the playoff run, and then uh, to have uh, Landry create his own shot with with the mid jumpers along with Booker, uh, campaign and Chris Paul, like uh, our. Our mid-range game is unmatched uh, in the league right now, and it's one one of the most unstoppable things that uh, we do. But uh, we're just overall the best uh, team, top to bottom. I think I think we still have things to prove to like Lakers fans, Nets fans, and the delusional Jazz fans. <laughs> and <laughs> like, I, I'm so sick of arguing with these people. And like, I. Like I think I, book I think Booker is going to prove this year that he is a, a level up from Jason Tatum. I think Paul is going to officially put his name in the in the top five point guard conversation this year, and I think Aiden is going to probably like be like in like in the top five big men like in the league right now. And a lot of people don't put him top five. I think he might pass AD if AD doesn't stay healthy. So like. 
I love it. There's no there's no question marks with the Suns, and I the Suns are the best team in the league at like point period. I, I love it. I want to touch on what Roy said, Monty playing chess, not checkers. When I was on the other show, after the lit the last regular season matchup against the Lakers, when we got blown the F out. I tried and tried and tried and pointed out stats and pointed out video and nobody nobody cared. Nobody paid attention to me. Nobody gave a shit what I thought. In fact, muted me half the time. And here's what I was saying. When we played the Lakers, that very final time when we got blown out, we didn't run one damn thing from yep. the elbow, which is yep. which is our actual our actual 21 offense, right? That's actually what we do. We run everything through the damn elbows, pick and rolls. Guys start up there and go down to the blocks or they go over to the short corner to set picks for guys to come up. We do all of our motions starting at the goddamn elbow. We didn't do that one time. Nobody wanted to listen to me, but you know why they did that? Cause Monty is playing chess, not checkers. And Evan, one other thing, we did not double Anthony Davis either. We went, no. we went man to man. We let him have a field game. day. Yeah. Yeah. We let him score 43 points, if I'm not mistaking. I'm, yep. I, I'm probably off, but it's about the 40-burger 40, 40 range. And he did everything correctly, Monty, that is, coaching-wise, when it came to the end of the season. But we dropped that game. Another reason why I think we're not going to get the one seed because we're going to drop games like that towards the end of the season to not show things, maybe give the other team confidence, whatever the thought process might have been. So that is my thought. These are your standings. Well, let me add to stream. Here we are in the east. Everybody take a screenshot of this. I will be saving this. No problem. Here we are in the west. But we need to go through real quick, and then we'll get out of here. About two or three more minutes. We're going to go through who we think is going to be in the Western Conference Finals. Rump, I want to start with you. Western Conference Finals, who you got? Um, Can you switch the Lakers Nuggets right quick? Because I want the Nuggets in the Conference Finals. Yes, so sir. Lakers at five, and then I think it's going to be Suns versus Nuggets. Can't be and that. then I got the Suns we would, winning. We we would face each other in the second round if that were the case. Oh shoot! How do I get the Nuggets and Suns now? Drop the Clippers <laughs> down. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I was a little wild on that. <laughs> <laughs> I just think once Murray's back, but I think they might fall in the standings because like Murray's might take some time. Sure. But I think Nuggets, Suns, fully healthy will be a fun battle to watch. Seven-game series, probably. Um, I, I mean, got the Suns, though. You got the Suns. Yeah. Woo, woo. I love it. As of now. I got to I gotta watch every team play, though. Uh, we'll revisit this in seven days, and everything <laughs> will be different. Something will happen. Uh, Jay, Western Conference Finals, who you got? I want Suns, Jazz, uh, just because I know we'll sweep them. <laughs> okay who you got winning you got us then yeah all right Amit who you got I I really think that if, if this ends up going this way with the four and five matchup I could see the Warriors beating the Lakers and having them losing the first round again which would be hilarious I'm not going to say oh. that but I'm just going to go ahead and go you know Suns Jazz um, in the Western Conference Finals I don't want to say it because I don't want to jinx anything. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you know what I'm going to do here? 
I'm I'm changing everything up in my head. I'm overthinking it, but I, I actually I actually kind of agree. Considering all the question marks there, and if the Jazz can play the Nuggets in the second round as opposed to like the Clippers or something, that would make a world of difference for them. I'm gonna agree. I almost went Nuggets. I want to go Nuggets. Something's telling me not to, so I'm gonna trust that. And then I'm gonna say Suns or take it. So Romp, you have Suns and Heat. Oh, in yeah, the finals. That'd be fun. What, what so a finals fun. for everybody. Go to Phoenix and chill out. Go to Miami and go go to the beach. What a finals. Who you got? Suns or the Heat, my friend? Unfortunately, I gotta go Heat. You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can't jinx it, bro. <laughs> I I will keep them all caps and I will italicize and underscore it as well, too, just so that we all know that you picked the Heat. Jay, you have the Suns heat as well, too. Are you going to be an asshole, or are you going to pick the Suns? <laughs> uh, Suns 4-2. This doesn't need to be all caps here. <laughs> Amit? You don't I'm very superstitious, you. dude. I'm very superstitious. <laughs> so I have the Suns and the Bucks playing, and I'm not going to say it. Suns and Bucks in a rematch. Dude, I think it's gonna. I think we're gonna play three times. I think we're gonna play them and, three times. Dude, the NBA Twitter wow. could not handle that. Can you imagine how pissed <laughs> off everybody would be? Down. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna pick the Suns and Nets, and unfortunately, I'm going yeah, to pick fun. the Nets. I'm gonna pick the Nets over that, but I'm kind of hoping that it's a uh, reverse psychology because I remember just dogging on players left and right. And all of a sudden they would win and, and salty would always pick the Suns to lose and they would win. So that's the kind of mojo I'm going with, but either way romp, you got the heat. I got the nets. Um, it's going to pick the Don't Suns. Say my name. Don't say my name. <laughs> but Jay's got, Jay's got the Suns officially four two. And this has been your 2021, 2022 NBA season prediction thank you guys so much for tuning in roy sherve blazers uprise thank you for coming on jv was in here earlier i'm adam thank you so much we really appreciate you guys like share this podcast out on youtube anchor spotify apple podcast romp leave us with some parting words and where we can find you and your content um romp 2.0 on youtube and um I'm going to give you guys some Sixers content creators, um, Philly Take with RB and DJ Eastwood. We're all doing a podcast once a week on their two channels, and it's going to be fun all this season because we, we we don't hold back. So check that out if you want Sixers content and then Romp 2.0 on YouTube. But thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. No, I appreciate you. Amit, where can we find you and leave us with some parting words? Yeah, you, you, you guys will find me on this podcast um parting words are look like we're making a lot of predictions on things without injuries happening we've had so many injuries with a short right. off season who knows like there's going to be so much like we're going to be like wow the wizards are the one seed or something crazy is going to happen <laughs> <laughs> that's that would be legit crazy but i mean you know so we don't know what's going to happen um but i just believe in the suns team i believe even even with injuries they, they, they got a deep they got a really deep team so um it's going to be a fun year. It's going to be a fun year. Jay, where can we find you? Leave us with some parting words. Uh, AZ Kiddo, Jay Joyce in the parentheses. That's my Twitter. 
Uh, you'll find me there. I talk about a lot of stuff, music, movies, uh, sports. Uh, uh, with some parting words, I like I I know my my Arizona love come comes through my pores when I talk, but like <laughs> really, really, the Suns are the best team in the league. I think we can go back to back, uh, back to uh, back to the finals. Uh, like I'm more than confident, and I think any like non-casual NBA fan uh, will will tell you that the Suns are the real deal. They're they're here to stay for the future. So I love it. I love it. And I am your host at Coach Evan B on Twitter. Please follow, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. I really appreciate everybody coming on. Romp, thank you so much, bro. It is great to have you on here. We'll definitely have you on again, maybe during some Philly Suns games. Who knows? Parting words for me, enjoy the ride, man. Enjoy watching 82 games. Win or lose, enjoy it for what it is. Don't get too caught up in the moment. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. It's all good. We're going to survive one way or another. But I'm really thankful for everybody tuning in. Really thankful for Hamid and Jay coming back again as well, too. He's on Fire Podcast. This was episode 10, 11. I don't even know anymore. Thank you. And it is caught. Down strong.